Last week was a pretty bad week. Was it? Oh, yes. Last week was a pretty disastrous Ew. week. Yeah. You know, I think, what, a week ago today... It was, yeah, it was. News broke of one member of hip-hop's illist, for want of a better expression, One of my faves. Yeah. yeah, how can you not like Mob Deep? Yeah, rest in peace, prodigy. Oh, my gosh. When I heard it, I was just like, what? Yeah, I was a big fan. I couldn't believe that. I could not, but I thought it was some kind of hoax. I I'm, 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 can I just say that I... Oh, I saw him in March in JFK. <laughs> oh yeah. no! Just didn't ask him for a picture. He was just in the airport getting himself a hot dog before he got a flight somewhere. Really? And I was like, let me go and ask him. I thought, nah, do I want to press the HNIC? Let me just leave him. I would have gone over to the HNIC. Oh, his bodyguard was big, but I was like, oh, really? I, I just felt he just looked like he was doing his thing. I thought, I don't want to be like, I don't know. I probably like imagine, I, I imagine he probably gets like, yo, my my my, <laughs> my mixtape oh, so long, but he seemed cool. He said what's up to me and everything. I was and gonna then, say he seemed like the kind of guy that would just yeah, he was man. If he has time, he would give you that yeah, kind yeah, of time. Cool. I felt a lot of rappers that generation they're they're pretty cool like that anyway. Yeah. Man, so yeah, I felt bad. I was just I won't make that mistake again, man. Yeah, probably was that guy. And I and I, I remember I remember listening uh, to his audio book or his autobiography. You know, I, I read it. I've read yet. it. It's good. I it's good. It's good, isn't it? It's good. It's good. It's, yeah. it's really revealing. Yeah, isn't yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard it's really, and even like obviously just reading certain excerpts of it. Mm. Things I just think, whoa, he's very open, yeah. and I really liked yeah. that. I mean, he always kind of came because I never thought he didn't strike me as the kind of gangster, gangster. Yeah, yeah. But He's they like, were, Mob Deep were just... They were, but then yeah. even like reading a little bit, you know when people die, sadly, this is yeah, what we kind yeah, of do, yeah. we go back over and we look at like what yeah. they've done. And it seems like he came from pretty, you know, yeah. privileged background, yeah, yeah. Well, found yeah. himself in certain situations that kind of led him down that path. Uh, so it wasn't like he was born, born into, into that, he kind of, but he kind of found himself in that well, life. It's, it's, it's like a lot with a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, African-Americans, man. You come from, can come from a very talented... And I guess they're very artistically privileged backgrounds, mm. but you're still subject to the same environment as your peers. Mm. So, yeah, true. You know, Whitney Houston, case in point, yes. for example. You know, I, I saw that documentary recently, the biopic, and uh, I was kind of surprised, man. I was kind of surprised. I mean, I was surprised, and then I wasn't surprised. I haven't um, seen that yet. Yeah, as in, because you know, she she she's from Jersey, and mm. you know, she came up at a time where you know, still massive segregation and yep. recession and stuff. So. It's 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 actually yeah it's 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 important for people to see that and I guess in a pre-social networking era, like we didn't really get to see that outside of a lot mm -hmm. of people and what people are struggling with or what their uh, their their environment is like off the stage or when they're not on on wax. Yeah. So and I think that's why it's probably nice to kind of nice is probably not the right word but to to kind of experience that and I think like with the audio book mm. just kind of going back to to prodigy yeah yeah I think it's nice <clears throat> to kind of experience that especially yeah. hearing his voice and hearing it kind of played out and just. I remember he got into a lot of trouble afterwards because a lot of people in the hip hop community are oh, you're snitching. Because he was calling a lot of people out, wasn't he? Yes, he didn't care. Because I I haven't read it or heard yeah, it. What, it. Who yeah. was he calling out? Um, Nori Yeah, I mean the calling out is kind of strong to say, but I guess he was. But like I said, it's a very rev, like it's revealing, a very revealing like book, certain yeah, things so. that maybe some rappers didn't want to know. Yeah, some rappers didn't want to know. Some rappers might feel away. Just the whole. I mean, he was. I think he was candid about himself. Yeah, stuff that happened in the past. Yeah, they were teenagers. Nori shooting somebody. Nori didn't want anyone to know that. Oh wow! So he just like blowing the whistle. Yeah, so they fell out over that for a number of years, but they kind of reconciled. They got over it. You know, he speaks about like you know initially kind of having kind of a beef with Nas, but getting over it. Yeah. And actually, it's quite funny because there's an undertone where you know he has a lot of respect for Nas. Yeah, likes Nas a lot. Maybe felt a bit envious. You know, maybe a bit competitive. It's competitive. Yeah, competitive. So I wouldn't say necessarily envy, but it's competition. Because obviously, where he's from, it's like his people would be like, you know, 
like, you're better than Nas and blah, 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 yeah, blah. And, yeah. and him and Nas battled and he was like, nah, I still feel Nas was, he's my friend yeah. today, but I feel Nas had it and Nas was great and he respected him as well. So it, yeah, it's, it's yeah, Tony's very ref- in, on reflection. It seems like he, he has a lot of respect for him. I think here, yeah, Saigon, he had his beef with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, um, Even his own lot boy. Havoc, yeah. Oh yeah, they're falling out. Yeah. I mean, that was weird. I mean, I know that I don't know if that was documented in the book, but I know they kind of. It was after when after, he went yeah. to after, prison. Yeah. It was yeah, when like, Havoc was accusing him of being, being raped in prison. But I don't. I just, Wasn't he saying that he sent letters, homosexual letters, yeah, letters to homosexual madness? What was all that about? But I think I'm not. I'm sure they were very close. That you have your ups and downs. Mm-hmm. They've known each other since they were 15. But I don't think they were necessarily that close. I always got the feeling that now just before he died it was just about business probably taught, business as usual but there were issues I don't know yeah, it's I mean I don't know it's, it's, I, I feel like they probably, I, 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 who, who can really speculate yeah. but I feel like there was a yeah, it's probably just, yeah, it's just been phases. You know, yeah, since you were 15, yeah. there's phases. Mm. So there'll probably be a time where you're like, oh, this guy really might be getting on my nerves. So I'm just going to yeah, yeah. make yeah. things work for the for the business side of it. And yeah. you know, they, like everyone has their ups and downs, but man. But now he's and, yeah. gone. And now it's he's gone. So yeah, so it's not, it's not really worth it. Because I mean, you know, it's like even like, you know, there's been times when Ghostface and Raekwon beef with Reza, mm. Reza yeah, and yeah, Wu-Tang yeah, and stuff. And so, you know, and then, you know, they beef with like ODB before he passed and stuff. So I guess the lesson is don't let it... Capone and Noriega had beef yes. at one point as well. Nas yeah. and Nori had beef at yeah. one point as well. You know? So people always have disagreements and stuff, man. So even Nas and Nori had beef yeah. at one time as well. Mm. The diplomats have beefed. They still are. Still beefing, well, right? So, anyway. you know. Yes. So, game and 50. So, like you said, it swings around about isn't it? Yeah. It's like friendships, that's what happens. I suppose when you're in the limelight, it just seems probably much bigger than it actually Amplified is. Amplified to us. And also, you know, it's, you're dealing with male egos and they can be fragile. Yes, especially when you're a rapper. Mm. It's well, like everything is about ego. More bravado, so. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. I know it's about men. They don't hold grudges for long. It almost seems unseemly for a man to hold a grudge. Yeah, and women are sitting forever. there thinking, oh my God, he said that about him. And, and it's like, yeah, now. yeah, yeah, but it's done. So it's done now. Uh, I would say some men. Okay. <laughs> so it's a masculine thing that I think when men are competing for alpha dominance, then they will just display that in a, with aggression and you fight and you get over it which is yeah, the reason yeah, why yeah. when boxers have a big fight at the end they hug each other and stuff like that yeah, because yeah. after that high level of emotion and expression you, you're close because you got it out yeah some men hold grudges bitches yeah man yeah. or uh, yeah uh, fuck boys whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. some, some men and and you'd be surprised what men hold grudges over I bet actually no you wouldn't be surprised it's the, it's the pretty much the, the holy it's the holy trinity where it's going to be money pussy and alcohol yeah yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That, that, yeah. Those I say alcohol because in vino veritas so someone might have said something to somebody <laughs> when they was drunk and men hold it close to them for time so yeah that's true You'd like to, I'd like to say that men I'd say when men are trying to be dom- masculine dominant like that's normally how people settle things like you'd scuff it out and yeah. it'd be done yeah. but we're now probably in a time where people will probably hold a lot more grudges People are a lot more concerned and worried about losing face. Yes, yeah. In a lot of time, with, yeah, in image. Because mm. with a lot of these guys, like especially with like, the kind of things with like how endemic knife crime is, a lot of times it's because people are too scared to get banged up. Yeah, yeah. People yeah, are scared to true. hold a beating, yeah. so yeah. they'd rather stab it's somebody true. than hold the embarrassment of a beating. And that's you, and, right. Yeah, so it's, it's fear, and we we spoke about this yeah. before. You know, these youths running around with knives. It's all about fear. Yeah, exactly so scared. That. You know, too scared to get whatever. Whatever. Because because a lot of time, I remember watching this documentary called in- Incarcerated Scarfaces. Mm-hmm quite a popular hood dog and then and a lot of guys these guys have been to Rikers Island and Rikers Island <sighs> is known for being like a zoo especially at yeah. when you go in as a young offender yeah so especially because being a young offender it's like you know you got the maybe the body and the hormones of a man but the mm. mind and the you? experience of but a child but it's a racist system as and well it's ra- and it's a racist yeah. system as well but a lot of these guys who are put in these prisons they're yeah. caught they're like, it's like gladiatorial they're fighting against yeah. each other all the time 
A lot of them saying like, you know, there's no guns in here and I mean you can fashion a stabbing weapon but yeah. no knives or yeah. stuff like that in here. But and it's people fierce. Yeah, people can't say bullets in the post, so it's all well and good being bad on the street with your man then. When yeah, you're in prison when by you're yourself, in a different ball game. it's a different ball game. Hey, if I've you can't you can't punch, you're gonna be in trouble. I've often thought they should send some of them these dickheads over yeah. there. But it is scared straight, but I think if people went yeah. to Rikers Island and Rikers. saw how it is that'll straighten them out one yeah. time. Oh, listen, listen, them out. oh yeah, listen to a mob deep song, tell you what a buck fifty is, boy. You yeah, find out what that exactly. kind of thing is, man. Across you, your face. Yeah. For the stitches, yeah, yeah it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not—it's not easy out here, man. But and it's funny because like I've, some of the friends, people I've known who've had some incarceration are like, you see a lot of the time it's gang members and roadman that struggle with it the most. Mm, yeah, because yeah. they used—they used, they used to, they used to walk, used well, to walk in tall. street number yeah. one. They used to walk in the street as well, and they used to having backup as well. Mm. Yeah. and for some of them it's cool because obviously their friends are also in there as yeah. well. Yeah. But a lot of time when you end up in segregation, when you ain't got nobody there with oh, you man. or no one there to back you up, or you got to stand up for yourself. You're finished. You're finished. Things. You're finished. It's crazy. You end up putting out somebody, washing out someone else's briefs. Jeez, could you imagine? <laughs> Listen, no. I'm scared. No. Listen, I, I can't like commit it. no crime to put no. me in jail, you know. Mm. I couldn't imagine, but, I guess, but, you, Janet, but at the same time, you know, jail. They'd what? They'd love you. Oh, gosh. Oh, they would. Oh. I, did, I, did, I did a gig in a prison. Uh, you'd what? I did a gig in a prison. Did I did a, yeah, I did a show in a prison. Uh, a prison in a, in Female prison? Nah, male prison in oh, South yeah. London. It's a private prison as well. It's HMP Thameside. And, um, so for like the non-violent criminal oh, good behavior they had to show for them and i'll tell you one thing about uh the men in prison they are very respectful of women i mean the ones that aren't in, obviously convicted but, for yeah, sexual assault yeah them, they are very respectful of women because when you're a man in prison the one thing you do not want to do is upset the only image of femininity in there mm. right okay. so even when they're talking and then like they did a little bit when the one the guy told a joke and before they tell a joke, if the joke is going to be profane or even in any way sexual, they will apologize to the female CEOs in the room first oh, really? before they even swear. Wow. You see, see, and so on top of having the prison sculpted bodies, a lot, of, a lot of convicts are very polite where women are concerned because, wow. yeah, if you're deprived of like, you know, any, sex and stuff. Of sex mm -hmm. and, yeah, you're going to want to keep the women I, in there on the good side. I have a fear about, I wouldn't want to visit a prison because, say like I, if I was a comedian yeah. like you, I wouldn't want to do it because I would think, I'm so paranoid as you know, Cheryl. Yes. yes. I would think that suppose there's a breakout or prison, something happens. And they get you happens. in Russia and, and yeah. do what? Well, as a, as a hostage or something. Just yeah, terrorise you. Yeah, that's what I think about. Well, I, know, I, don't, I don't, crazy. Yeah, I know. Everyone, everyone has that fear, but you know what? It's, yeah. it's, it's, in a way, I guess it's kind of like, the way prison works, it's a, it's a very good way of studying how society works and stuff mm. like that as well. And it's, it's a very microcosm of society works. So, I mean, if you're someone that's able to thrive within high, high uh, pressure situations, mm. then you probably were adapting some way or another. And so... Like yeah, I, I didn't even think about that, that kind of fear, that kind of thing, no, man. But you I, I, think, I think, especially with that kind of you're thing, you're a normal person. No, but I have, I have my paranoia as well. But then yeah. I think about it a lot of the time I could end up in prison for a crime I didn't commit. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think about but that, that a lot of the time. Me. That, that happens to me a lot of time. You, I mean, you see the Khalif Brada story. Oh, that's awful. You know, yeah, and that's awful. that's one of many, many, yeah, yeah. many, many, mm -hmm. many stories. Like prior to like DNA testing, the amount of black men that was on death row. Yeah, staggering, staggering. And even even not. As extreme as being on death row, but just imagine like we're driving our car, you accidentally, someone steps out on the road, you hit them, you end up getting found guilty, um, you end up in prison, and it's all on, these kind of things worry me, you know. It can happen, they can they can happen, you you know, or, or for example, you might meet a girl and she turns out to be uh, underage, you're oh, 17, yeah. you're, seven, you're 18, and she I says do... she's 16 or 15, 17, she's 15, and... that's statutory rape. Yep. But this is the thing, I do worry for guys because there are some girls out here that are d deliberately... deliberately. 
deliberately because mm. I mean I remember when we were in school it was a thing where we would You'd deliberately lie, yeah. deliberately go old, out of older, our way and get, lie and to get old and to get because you want to get older man but but I mean it's your definition of a child but I'm saying in the eyes of the law still a child you're, you're yeah. still a child and you, so Patrice O'Neill the comedian mm-hmm. he went prison for that Jeez, so because he was a, he was like a football player in school right and um, obviously that means you're desired by the girl because you're like yeah, a jock yeah. or whatever so I'll be candid and say what happened so basically there was a girl in their school and they ran a train on her <sighs> known as ran in battery in the uh-huh. UK then her brother found out and obviously in these cases a lot of time with like, some of these footballers and stuff where rather than admit that you know you've this promiscuity a lot just like oh she got raped so he him and, and a friend ended up going to prison right I didn't know that he was like oh, I was okay because I guess you know he's funny and he learned to adapt and stuff but his friend mm. couldn't handle it couldn't go to the showers Stop washing. Right. So you start washing in prison given the already limited access you have to hygiene products. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. His friend went washing and stuff so he starts to smell and stuff. So then the other prisoners like this guy's disgusting they start pelting him with like condoms full of like urine so... and throwing shit at this guy. You know. And um, he said the last time I saw the guy just muttering to himself he you know, so because you're not ready he can just, just destroy you. So he ended up going to prison for that kind of thing. How old was the girl? I think at the time she was 15. Oh, God. But, he, but there's even another story, like other, another black guy, he got to, he was able to kind of get himself off because he recorded a conversation right, of a girl saying that she was lying about, right. like, about the whole thing. And that's the thing, you know. Yeah. And, it's so, and, and I mean, and, and the ramifications of something like that are so bad because then the argument about uh, anonymity for sexual assault mm. until a conviction comes up and stuff as well. Mm. And then obviously young women become more stigmatized about yeah. having to report incidences of sexual assault yeah and yeah. so yeah it can be it can be crazy man it's, it's, yeah it is deep i do feel for guys though i really do mm. i i really do i think I it's do, so difficult it can be difficult but i mean but it, it can be difficult but then i feel for girls as well so uh, there's always a balance yeah. and I, I i feel like i do feel for guys but there's all the, the safest way just just allow it yeah. Yeah. Well, and go, go home sense. go home and draw for the Jacksaw 5 <laughs> and just love yourself for that day you find you get a lot more clarity of thought after yeah. after post-coital um, mm. clarity just allow mm. it sometimes man just allow, just allow it or at least or you know we're in, we're in a digital era now get that recording that on. consent yeah, yeah. get that recorded do, it's, it takes a quick voice note boy yeah. like, record, us, record that consent do yeah. a quick snapchat your brethren saves that it's you got true. The, you, you know, do you know what I mean so everyone you, snapchat and then things you, you have you got to think quick yeah think, you got to yeah. think yeah. smart Think, man. It's not, it's not worth it, man. But you know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We haven't even introduced you. We haven't. Oh, oh my sorry. God, how rude of us. This is episode 48 of Tea and Biscuits, the podcast. I am Cheryl Blue. And I'm Janice Smith Mad News. And of course, this other voice that you've been hearing in the studio is none other than... It's uh, Ramble McRambleson, aka Dane Baptiste, uh, comedian and writer and uh, talker of Fraff. <laughs> You are listening to Tea and Biscuits, the podcast with Cheryl Blue and Janice Mad News. Listen to us on SoundCloud, www.soundcloud.com forward slash tea hyphen biscuits hyphen one. Subscribe and comment on iTunes, Tea and Biscuits, the podcast. Connect with us on Twitter at Tea and B Podcast or use the hashtag, hashtag Rams, yeah, Ramsey. Ramsey. That's another one, Rams. Rams. There's 
double meanings there. There is, yeah. yeah. Little entendre there as well. So do you think like the Rams is applicable to you in more way than one more ways than one? Look, I can't even speak now. Sometimes. Ram yeah. ram my point home on stage. Okay. And uh Aries Rising is my is a part of my star chart as well. My right. sign. So Aries Ram, okay. Yeah, you take that however you want, guys. Okay. Ram ramming. 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 <laughs> I don't know. That's a Rammers. That's a very ambivalent adjective. So you t- use that however you want. It sounds quite violent as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Ramming. It's ramming. Yeah. If I wanted to ram you, that doesn't sound in any. But then way. daggering also sounds. Yeah. Well, violent. no, daggering just sounds wrong anyway. We mm. we know this. We accept this. But we we also just accept the fact that it's just a Jamaican. <laughs> daggering yeah. always reminds me of Team Westwood now. <laughs> oh yeah, no! Because yeah, he was doing it. He got. He Have we seen him dagger? Yeah, yeah, you go online, it's awful. With with someone literally young enough to be his grandchild. 18 oh, year old. Yeah. When will he stop? I don't know. There's a piece know, in The Guardian about him today that people get really upset. What's it saying? <laughs> I'm just talking about his career and stuff. Because you know there's a lot of UK rappers who are really angry with him because he never, he never promoted their music back mm. in the day. So well, He was definitely lovely. down for the US. Oh yeah, but then so yeah. was I. I didn't have a problem. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, yeah, it was tough. But at the same, but then at the same time as well, like he also he got a bit too familiar that time in uh, Brockwell Park, boy. What, happened? what happened? Brockwell Park. Uh, so he was playing a set and had said, "This is for my n words out here." What? And man, this was not out. having that. You know that. something. That's why he got shot. That's why he got yeah, shot. Yeah, shot in the states. No, he no it was here. It was in Kennington. Okay, it was in Kennington. Yeah, it was in Kennington. No, Brockwell Park. It was Brockwell Park. It was in South. Yeah. That the same day, yes. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't no. know the n word. And why did yeah. I think he got shot in America? No, it wasn't. No, no, it was in him, his Hummer. He's yeah. then times he was driving around. I think it was before he was like getting on his bulletproof and stuff like that, but yeah, he got too familiar and and man, them had to put him straight out here. So, do you know the interesting thing? If he did that now, people would cheer, they wouldn't even yeah. think anything of it. Yeah, yeah, shows you the generation that we're yeah, dealing yeah. with. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, how old is Westwood? Uh, 60, 60, no, not 60 yet. He must be late 50s. I think he might be 61 now. 61? Yeah, yeah, he's old, man. Well, he's old. I have nothing to say. I mean, so... I have nothing to I say. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a testament to the longevity you can have in the hip-hop game. I mean, yeah, good for him and all of that, yeah, but come on. White. At 61, <laughs> you need to... Stop it. You're white and British, yeah, it's true, though. At 61, though, yeah. I mean, he uses more Just For Men than he does Crystal at this stage. <laughs> he must be. Does he even need to... Well... Tim used to even because I used to listen to his show because I have to admit that it was a, I loved his show I just mm. found him quite funny but I remember he used to do shows on Christmas Day when every other DJ would be at home with their like, families how many you got he never to do? took yeah. a day off well his dad, was, his, dad is a, his dad is a preacher isn't it? he's still alive his dad, I think his dad's still alive his dad, his dad right, yeah, is a part of the clergy so yeah, like yeah, every yeah. Day, well, in that case every day is a Christian holiday mm. if, you're, if you live with a preacher or a priest well so. Tim is from a middle class background isn't he a it? very from middle class definitely yeah, yeah. yeah you can kind of see that though yeah mm. I mean, I would I would argue that a large part of the entire uh, hip hop purchasing demographic now are from middle class backgrounds. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, we were speaking about this before. You know, you go to a Stormzy concert and it's full of all these posh totties. Yeah, yeah. Because who yeah. Could, who else can afford tickets to some of these things nowadays? Yeah. You can. Can I? No, I can. But I don't have the time. You can. Time is money. Rams is only one person. I'm only one person. There's a black, few black people who buy Stormzy no, tickets. No, I think so. Yeah, I think we should support. I don't know why black people don't. Why don't black people support one Maybe another? they're not fans, well, though. No, Maybe because we, I mean, people. one of the reasons why I say we don't support is that while we uh, would would postulate otherwise, <coughs> we don't have a lot of the purchasing power to support as much as we could. Like, you know, 
Kendrick Lamar tickets, they go for over a hundred pounds. Mm, Not everyone's seat. got that. No everyone's got that for like even to go Erica to Badu, she's here what next month no. and they're like what sixty, seventy quid That's for like saying. the best seats. No, no, everyone's got that before, true, before, before the end of the month. So I think that's, I think that's part of it. Mm. I think another part of it is probably down to the fact that I've noticed this as well is that a lot of the time when I've performed with Jewish comedians and we've done Jewish gigs, they're like, oh, they're gonna hate me because I guess you know because it's something that has such an affinity between comedy and you know and I guess Judaism and <coughs> and semitic people it's the same thing with like grime is like everyone everyone's got like a, a, a brother or a cousin that does the same thing so it's yeah, like yeah. i'm doing my thing like obviously you're doing my thing and you're doing your thing i'm doing my thing i feel like in the area of the internet though it's a lot easier to show that support like yeah, now yeah. Yeah. so i think that's definitely <laughs> helped out in that you know while we don't have the time and time and the finances to always be able to kind of support people and it's not like you, a lot of time we, we hit the road and like go to concerts and things and go to festivals now, because of the because of the internet, you can actually buy stuff and you can crowdfund and yeah, you know yeah. you can. It's a lot easier for us to be involved in these things, in, and which is interesting because while we can do all this stuff, like still can't vote online, which is strange. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can't. Can you? Why is that? By post is the best it gets unless you you know no. put yourself on yeah. the And why and why is that though? And is what you have to ask yourselves. Why is it that you know with every single other aspect where you can. You can control. You can control, you control your lights now via mm. your phone. Yeah. You know, well, in this era. So why can't you vote by phone? Because everyone's got a smartphone or everyone's got access to a smartphone. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't they argue that maybe <clears throat> people voting on your behalf? I don't know. There's, there, there'll always be an answer. I suppose if you go to the polls, you've literally got to go, take your card, they've got to tick you off and all of that yeah, nonsense. Yeah, but, so. but again, that doesn't. <coughs> I, I just feel that it's, you know, now at a time where, you know, voting and elections could be completely a lot more democratic because of the access to phones. Because it's not like... You know, because a lot of the things these phones have, everyone's got their privacy settings. Everyone, yeah, yeah, you've, yeah. Got bi- you've got biometrics now where you can verify with your fu- your your. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's yeah. no reason why you can you can't get around it. So it's just for, it, for me, it just seems that there's there seems to be a concerted effort of people trying to hold on to very archaic methods. Yeah. Which means that only a certain demographic can right. participate in that way. I see where you're coming from. <laughs> you know and I'm actually, saying? you know what? I I agree <clears throat> with that, and I. Even going one step further, I'm not even sure. I don't know how far our vote actually go anyway. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, I'd exercise the right to vote because I have the right. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not entirely convinced that it makes any difference. Well, you've got first past the post and you've got a coalition, the ability to form a coalition. So when we talk about democracy, especially the fact that, you know, in the States, if, you, if, you're, if you've got a criminal conviction, you, some, can't, you vote. Can't, vote. can't vote. You see, I don't understand that. You're still living in society. Why? Why shouldn't you be allowed to vote? Because but T.I. said he was able to vote. Well, I don't even yeah, understand but, that. Well, this is the thing. <clears throat> I guess it, may, it varies by state. The reason why, again, yeah. is because it comes down to the fact that if you are maybe trying to assume power or get political favour on the base of like legislation where like incarceration is concerned, mm. yeah. well, the people that are going to be most affected by your hardline policies... You don't want them to be you able don't to want vote. Them to be involved, you know, true. or the same thing we've got or, or techniques like gerrymandering where it's like certain parts were, or constituencies where there's a larger population of people that would oppose your policies. Gerrymandering is set up so your so their votes mean a lot less. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, you know, that's a technique they use, you know, they definitely use that technique in like America I was with the situation. Yep, or yeah. also in or in during even like during the troubles in Northern Ireland and stuff mm. like that as well. Certain parts where you have <laughs> a larger separatist or you know, or Republican kind of population. Their votes count for a lot less than yeah. like loyalists. So it's got. Be, I don't know how how it can be like that. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how it's so blatant that we can talk about it so openly and know this is happening and it's still allowed to happen. Because not everyone's talking about it. Not everyone. Not ever. Like you know the etiquette of when you go to a pub where you have got the enormous the, the pros and the proletariat and the working class. 
no religion and no politics discussed in the pub. Mm. Even though these are the mechanics that govern most of your lives, yes. Yes. you're not allowed to discuss true. it at a time where you're probably going to get the most honest answer from people when they've exactly. had a drink. Yeah, that's true. And, and a lot of people, you know, probably don't have a clue or fully understand a lot of things What's as well. So on? these yeah. kind of conversations need to be had. So you need to ask yourself why at school we're still being taught stuff like standard deviation and instead of the fact that most people can name England starting 11 and the subs, <laughs> even from like 1996. Mm. Yeah. You ask them to break down the names of the people in your cabinet. They don't know. They don't know. And there's a reason why they don't know. There's a reason why they don't know. There's, there is a, there is a, there is a, uh, there is kind of, there is a, con, not a concern, but there is a uh, interest. There's a concerted interest for people not to have this awareness. Yeah. Right. And also, you know, most people, their day to day, I'm going to work so I can pay my mortgage or my That's rent. That's it. They don't and yeah. feed my family. I'd love yeah. to, but I ain't got time to sit down and watch yeah. Question Time and break down, like, you know, all these political people. It's and true. And this is why there's a lot protests. of things that, sorry to cut you, but no? this is why there's a lot of things that are happening. And again, we've spoken about this so many yeah. times, you know, all these conspiracy theories, which is a, a phrase coined by the FBI anyway, to yep. kind of throw people off. Yep. But, um, so, you know, they're, they're all there. You know, it's like these conspiracy theories are kind of thrown about and these ideas and whatever, just to kind of throw people off. And I think it's so deep that people just don't. And it's almost like when you bring up certain subjects in certain circles, yeah. you're looked at sideways because it's yeah. like, how dare you challenge? Challenge what? Even yeah. like as far as religion goes. Again, this is something we've spoken about a lot. Religion, we all know that religion is probably responsible for basically every war mm. that we, we kind of deal with now. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, I, at least. I, I would disagree, but I'll let you finish your or point. has some kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's in there somewhere. You yeah. know, religion kind of comes into it. Whether mm-hmm. it's the, the sole reason or the starting point or whatever, religion always comes into or mm-hmm. more often than not comes into conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when you try and raise things like this, especially with people that are very religious, or aren't prepared to kind of open their mind to even see things from maybe the other side, it's a problem. And again, I suppose it's just yeah. keeping people in, in their minds. So, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And, and you know, it's... Uh, I it's sound like, like I don't even want to go into it, do I? But no. you know when you feel like you've spoken no, about you've, it so you've, many, you've yeah. done it so many yeah. times. Yeah. Like, but that's, that's part of it as well, is that, yeah. you know, you because you're met with these walls of cognitive dissonance that you think, oh, no, there's no I point. I can't go any further. And, and, yeah. this, and, it, and, you know, especially if you're a creative person, a lot of the time, yeah, it's, it's a frustration of people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have something to say and people don't want aren't trying to hear it, but... It's um, I guess you have to be aware that a lot of the time when people take information in, it's subconsciously instead of consciously. Yeah. Yeah. So because consciously, the audio, subconsciously things are suggested to them, mm-hmm. so that when you're trying to speak to their conscious mind, then these subconscious walls begin to get put up. Yeah. And the thing about arguing is that arguments can't be really won because when you're talking to someone about arguments and their, their argument, that an argument is rooted in their ego and it's rooted in their beliefs and it's mm-hmm. rooted in 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 basically their own sense of 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 comfort yeah. right you know so it suits their reality whereas when you're discussing or you're presenting facts those can't be disputed yeah so that's why we should be more worried now because now we're in an era where people have coined the term alternative facts mm. well the alternative of a fact is a lie yeah well, or exactly. an embellishment but now again we are now politics is now introducing more jargon which is making people feel more impotent so they just become disassociated from it right. and the more disassociated we are from the political process the more people we can't see can do what they want because everyone's like, well, I, just, I, just, I don't want to get it's involved, too mate. Yeah, it's too yeah, much. Yeah, too and much the more people do that, the more the more these people is it's a lot easier. And easier that's and, and that is why you've seen the resurgence of this uh, right wing rhetoric. Yeah. Because I mean, especially in the UK, where you know the largest population as white working class people yeah. mm. have felt they've been disassociated ignored. from the political process and ignored yeah. for so long. Yeah. All it takes is for someone to come on and be sensationalist and be like, we want to go back to where things yeah. were. Mm. And they're like, I remember when things were like that. I, yeah. I, I, I remember them that's days. What that, I want. That's exactly. what I want. You know, in the old days, doors open, <laughs> no one came in. 
No, do you know what I mean? It's true. It's now true. they're coming over here, taking our jobs and our women. Do you know what I mean? Fuck them all. Do you know what I mean? Get, get, get back on the banana we'll, boat and We'll accept them to my country. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, and, and, you know, and it just needs, it would take someone to be like, well, if I was in power, you'd have your country back. Oh, no, back. That's right, yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. You know, but, it's so true. It's a similar thing, again, with the Trump situation. You know, after yeah. having a black man in power for X amount of whatever, yeah. them hilly billies come out in their drives, mate. They're like, nah, get, you know, he we spoke want. to them. So, yeah, he yeah. spoke to them, you know. Did, but you yeah. were going to say about, you, you said you don't think um, oh, religion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I only say that because, like, just going back to you saying about conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. I feel that the suggestion that uh, religion is the cause of wars, I feel like it's a reason why they want people to move away from religion. And while the thing about religion, the, the, the etymology of the word is about your relationship with spirituality. That's where the word religion comes from. It's not about... What we, when we're talking about the problems, we're talking about the institution of religion. And when you have the institution of religion, that is not just about spirituality. Religion, religious institutions have stakeholders that have economic interests and mm-hmm. political interests and social interests. So, for example, there was a time when in America, the right and the racist right, in their parishes, they would be segregated. And yeah. you won't have black parishioners and they would pray for people to maintain Jim Crow and to maintain segregation. Once it becomes apparent that there is a revenue stream from black parishioners or from the black Christian caucus, mm. they, welcome. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. So do you know I mean? money. we can have black priests and pastors and stuff because yeah. when someone like Creflo Dollar goes on TV and starts getting money, yeah. tax-free money, that's all going towards the, the uh, diocese and they're making money from oh. that. So it's like, while amongst white English people, you know, Christian membership has done decline. Yeah. For the, the new English. influx of Nigerian inf- or, or West African immigrants in the UK, mm. it's on the rise. It's on the rise yeah. And if you're a proprietor and someone wants to take a property and turn it into like a ministries, mm. that's your that's money for you. Yeah, it is. That's money no, for I, you. I do I do agree with that, but I think okay, maybe I'm thinking like, you know, when you get especially like this struggle, obviously we have this a blatant struggle between like Muslims and Christianity, mm-hmm. you know, Islam and Christianity. And, you know, they kind of use the whole religious angle as their justification for so doing it's, whatever. Yeah, so it's, so it's more the angle. So, so again, I, I, I don't think it's like... Because everyone... Could, cause they, I mean, in, in the case of, like, ISIS, for example, there's, they're bombing churches during Ramadan, um, mosques during Ramadan. Mm, mm. Who's going to do that? Yeah, you, no, I mean... You, no, no. But, but, but mm. like I said, but that's what I'm saying, is that it's not so much... Uh, the practice of religion it's more how it's manipulated right. to oh, people's no, ends absolutely. no I agree and, but this is what I'm saying so like you know what I'm not even articulating myself properly no you are definitely I, it, causes so much, it, causes, it does cause a lot of problems because um, it causes, it's just it's a very powerful tool of suggestion because if you can make because I mean you can motivate people and say you can get money to do this and but even at that we'll probably have a plateau or you can be like you can get food or this or you can promote some but if you're promising people especially where again the narrative when we're discussing our existence and you know is so narrow anyway and no none of us can really kind of have anyone had any postcodes back from the afterlife to know right. what's going on if i can promise you and you're a toiling human being paradise in exchange for these this work it's a good sell mm. oh yeah definitely it's good, so i mean you've only got a look sell. at scientology to know that yeah, yeah. Well, but, but 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 see it's testament to the fact that even though in a time where we are probably at the height of our level of consumption and like uh, materialism mm. obviously there's still something within us where we know that's not the entirety of who we are no i think well this is the thing i think people get really kind of um offended when you especially religious people when you say that you're 
you're spiritual but not necessarily religious because mm. i think sometimes the word religion or claiming to be religious can be not dangerous but it's, it's almost like you kind of it, you restrict yourself i think yeah. in a lot of ways that like religion restricts you from yeah. and that, you know i mean i have friends that are devout christians and yeah. I, love, I love them dearly but we can't have a conversation yeah. about certain things because it's like if I, for example, when um, the whole thing with um, Borough Market happened, yeah. and I was saying, you know, it's really, really sad that now a lot more Muslims are, are going to feel that they're being looked at, you know, yeah. shunned, you know, like getting on the train, you yeah, know, people yeah. are going to be looking at them like, oh, you know, the fear factor. And yeah. it's been in the media. I was saying like the media has really made a big thing about this. And without even trying, people are subconsciously scared of Muslims, even though you claim, oh, I love this. And, you know, yeah, you go but to church and say, we're all people. It's been, a, it's been yeah. a sustained campaign yeah. for over a decade. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about how much time and money and effort has been spent to reinforce the negative uh, stereotype of the just a black archetype yeah and the, and the, and the black male yeah but all it took was 10 years just but, 10 this years is what i'm saying but so when i when i say like religion can be kind of dangerous because in one on one hand you're saying you know we have to love everybody but then you want to tell me that because in christianity or your interpretation of christianity mm. you know um anybody that says that they're acting doing evil things in the name of their religion is wrong and then you're banding all muslims under that same umbrella yeah, because not... the extremists mm. are saying yeah, this is yeah. what we're doing in the name of allah but they're extremists yeah. and i was i used the uh, the example of the that christian guy that took people in and Talking about transcendence and all this uh, nonsense. Remember, about, years and years of was it the Waco, in Waco scene? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 David, David. I remember um, that. David, David him, the yeah, Waco yeah, scene. Yeah, and she was like, no, no, no. And I was like, yes, but it's it's but, a similar thing. He but, used but, the but guy. You know, do you know what they said happened with that? What happened? It was actually the FBI that started that fire. I, heard. I wouldn't be surprised, but what that's I'm saying what is, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that wasn't looked at as an extremist. He no. wasn't seen as an extreme. He was just a wacko. Yeah. yeah. But then you get a, a, a wacko that is using well, look Islam. At, look, at, look at the Westboro Baptist Church. This is what yeah. I'm saying. So they, they go and picket veterans of funerals saying, you know. awful. Yeah, Those yeah, people to, are wicked. Yeah, yeah. There you go. They're I mean, just wicked. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I think religion is, is great. You know, it's a great, everyone needs a belief system. Yeah. You know, I personally think that there's a lot more to this life. I mean, I don't know how you feel where, where your position I, is. I agree. I agree. There's, there's more to this life. I mean, it's just testament. Would you say you're religious? I mean, I mean, like I said, religion is your is your relationship with your spirituality. So yeah. in that respect, I am religious. Definitely. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but in the same, but then because I'm aware of the uh, socio-economic agendas that come with institutionalized religion. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I'm not really a part of like, a particular thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm more spiritual because, because you know, like we're talking about, if we're talking about like extremism in the Central African Republic, it's Christians killing Muslims. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, is it is it? An, I want to say, like Indonesia, where you've got Buddhists. Killing Muslims as well. It's mad. Oh. No. All in the name of a religion. Yeah. Or using religion as, as the reason. Yeah, using religion, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and, uh, I mean, it's. I always say to people all the time, yeah, that, you know, people got short memories, you know, because mm. you watch Rambo 3. Is it Rambo? Yeah, Rambo 3. <laughs> Rambo 3, there's a part when he's sitting by the campfire, yeah, and he's. Because Rambo 3 is about him helping out the Afghanis against the Soviet invasion. Okay. So the, the, the people he's fighting with, they're like the rebels, the Mujahideen. And the guy sits down and he says, like, like even if we, even if we got kids to fight, we have to. So the guy's talking about using child soldiers. Rambo's with it. Mm. The guys, and basically the guy says, that, you know, we have a religious obligation to defend ourselves. So the guy sits down and breaks down jihad for him. And Rambo's with it. And the Mujahideen were basically a 
group of rebels that the Americans CIA mobilized to oppose the Soviet invasion of like Afghanistan and stuff like that. The Mujahideen, that name, so there was a database. The Arabic word for database is Al Qaeda. That's how they started. That is mad. That's how they started. That is crazy. America's always involved somewhere. Always. Trust me. Trust me. Mm. Did you, you must have seen that clip with Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> when the guy, the, uh, it's a very old clip. And yeah. the guy, the interviewer is saying to him that Nigeria is a very corrupt nation. You've seen I that, saw that, right? that. yeah. And he basically had to tell him, him about yeah. America. Exactly. You cannot come here. Because no one says that, that about Swaziland. Because, you know what I mean? In Swaziland, you know, King Mzwati, he's like, He's, he's stopping kids from going to school so they can build palaces for him and them kind of things there. He's got about 100 wives. Well, there that? you go. No, and no one's, questioning, no one's questioning that because while he's buying 100 wives, he's also buying 100 Mercedes, isn't it? Yeah. So exactly. no one cares. Like, it's like, like Mobuto Sise Siko when he was in control of like, you know, of what's now the Demo- of Zaire, mm-hmm. when he was having baths in like Chanel number no. 5. <laughs> what? <laughs> You've got to raise the confidence. Trust me, look it up. It's like, it's, you there's have a, to. There's a book called uh, McMafia uh, by a guy, an uh, uh, author called Misha Glennie and like, Oh, you're talking wow. about like Cisco, Cisco, like man was massively corrupt. And but when you're when you're but when you're buying Mercedes and stuff, yeah, no one no one minds then. Mm. Or Charles Taylor, in you know, oh, yes. in Liberia yeah, yeah, yeah. when they had that conflict where you know mm. child soldiers cannibalism. Yep. But when people was getting cheap diamonds, no one Nobody minds. No one minds exactly. Did he give them Naomi Campbell? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And he gave Naomi Campbell one as well. Yeah. But she but nobody, gave it away. Yeah, she gave away. But no one yeah. no one Love minded then. Yeah, no one minded then when they was getting their cheap diamonds. Yeah, but she got in trouble for yeah, it. She got and in trouble for it. Yeah, but how everyone much was did he focused on her. You see yeah. how they. But nobody was focused on the fact that Nelson Mandela was invited to buy Ralph for dinner. Well, there you go. I'm sure Nelson Mandela knew that. I'm saying yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that was, it was, it was fine then. Yeah, so uh, everything was cool then. Mm. So Dane, we want to know more about you. Obviously, we're yes. talking about politics and everything else, but you, 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 you. So for people that don't know. So you're a comedian? Yeah. Yeah. Now, why am I calling him Dane? It should be Rams. Rams. So you're, you're a comedian? Either fine. Who? Yeah. Rams or Dane's fine. Which oh, are, we'll just go with Dane. Yeah. Let's yeah, stop go being, with Dane, yeah. Let's stop being Comedian, stupid. writer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, troublemaker. Troublemaker. <laughs> no, I joke. Yeah, no. no but some stuff you... Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It depends who you define as trouble, I suppose. So yeah, I like your Twitter. Oh, like right, when so. people try and come at you on Twitter. Yeah, I've <laughs> noticed that lately. You've been kind it's of like you've been on it. He's on you? it. Yeah, man. It's got to be done though. It's got to yeah, be done. It's got to be done. Yeah. It's got to be done. And also, you know, like one day when when I may reach a certain level of profile, people will start going back through them tweets. <laughs> no, it's true. And I don't. I don't. And I. And I. And you'll be able to deny that. Stand by. Yeah. No, I stand. I stand by. I stand by. How many plays? It happens. Yeah, a lot of time it happens. I never said that. That must be someone else. I never said that about black women. Oh, no, don't, oh, don't, don't even go there. Uh, I never said that. No, Kodak Black. Anyway, oh. so um, we'll come back to that. Yeah. We'll come back to that. So, Dane. So. <laughs> funny that Black. I I would like to say at this stage, I hope and I I feel confident that there will no be no negative tweets regarding Black women because whatever I say on Twitter, when I log off, I have to go and see my family. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, but speaking of that, do you remember the comedian, the Don't Jealous Me guy? Yeah. Do you remember what happened when Michaela Cole? Michaela Cole. For those yeah, who, yeah. yeah um, What's she in again? Um, chewing, chewing gum. gum. Chewing gum. Yeah. For those who don't know, chewing gum star. And that actor, I think she was in. Um, she was in uh, Top Boy. Top Boy. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, that was about a couple of years ago. And at mm. the time, Don't Jealous Me tweeted, I look at her lips, they're big like yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And then years later, when she became this huge hit, he then said, he said, oh, I just want to say, you know, congratulations, Michaela. That's and right. then she hit him. 
And she even had the tweets. Had the receipts. Good. The receipts. Kept the receipts. That's the receipts. My, do it. My issue that's how you do it, right? But my yeah. issue with her is that she said she forgave him. It's like, nah, but you know what? shut you it down. You know what? I can understand why she would say that. Yeah. There's no point in harboring it. I'm the fact that she, sh- she she made him know he felt like a fool. <laughs> and on. yeah, exactly. So the, so the status in that, that exchange the second time around was clear. Yeah. That was that, you know, So I think, I, think she, I think she handled it in a very uh, gracious and classy way. And, definitely. But we always have to be gracious and classy. Otherwise we get called aggressive Bloody yeah. oh, argumentative. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I've been watching that Big Brother, you know. Just don't I watched that the other day. Kind of. I watched. I, I, I caught a glimpse. I caught What's a glimpse. What's going on? The man I haven't caught aggressive. the argument, but I know that there's something going on with the black girls, and I think yeah, yeah, the white girl saying she felt intimidated or some nonsense. Yeah, and they got into it. No, mm. yeah, but I mean, she, no. So I, the bit I saw was that there was just a, an argument when the the uh, aggression card was used. Oh. Yes, of it's course. It's always the way. Of course, but I don't know, man. Like Did they the shut pe- it down, Black like people, man, going into the Big Brother house, man. It's a trap. Come it's on, guys. Yeah. Asking for, yeah. ask for trouble, man. You know how to edit, or you might not know how to edit works, man. Mm. You ain't going to look, it's not going to look, look, look good. It was good never going to look good, was it? never going to look good, but... This other dude, Lotan, as his name is, boy, he... He's got he, dash out as well, isn't it? Yeah, because he dashed a glass at them people. And yeah, them yeah. Them. yeah. So and he's fired from his stripper job. Uh, he was a stripper for seven years for this what, Dream Boys, I think they're yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. Do you know it, Dan? Do you know it? I do know it. He's part of it. He's part of the troop. He's on the reserves. I'm the vice captain of Chocolate City. Are you yeah. mad? Vice, vice yeah. captain of the, of, of the Chocolate City reserves. Oh, God. Mm. The senior, like, if the first Chocolate City guys got an accident, yeah? Then it's and you. Then, no, no. You. And then the other ones after that, yeah? They got oh, hurt, then yeah? You get and then they couldn't, then and then there was like, under all flights, and then America was grand, so they couldn't fly over. Then I get the call. Then you get Then I get the call. Then I get the call. So what happens? You pull out what what, what was it tinsel the beeper goes off in it <laughs> yeah so what's your what's your little outfit because i know they've got like certain i'm supposed to, I'm supposed to uh, reveal it now yeah we want to know we should hope that it never gets to the point where the, the d squad has to, uh, d squad of chocolate city has to come into but the we game we want to know we want to know what the d squad is working with look man we, we what is it tinsel tinsel and tassel that depends on the season doesn't it cheryl you okay know? so if it's christmas then it's tinsel red and white tinsel if it's Christmas, it's red and white tinsel. If it's Kwanzaa, it's red, black and green tinsel. Them ones. Yeah, all them ones. Same. So what about Variety. Like Easter? So do we get like pinks and purples for Easter? You get two chocolate eggs, baby. Wow. At Dave, the end of the day. Two chocolate eggs and a bunny. That's right. I've got an idea. Yeah. I think you should write a comedy about a black stripper. A and black you should act in it. And you should be in it. Uh, I'll just send you the news. Struggling, a struggling. I'll just send, I'll send, I'll just send you the news. Just, you what? I was going to say, Jaddy's just angling That's for the Being on a bush, you get it. You, you can get it. I think it would be funny. Yeah, dick pics. Satire. Yeah, I think, I think that, you know, we need a black full Monty, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, not everybody ha- is a part of the beard gang. Doesn't mean that they ain't got sexy in them inside of themselves. Not everybody owns a pair of grey sweatpants. Gang, you, know. <laughs> you know something? Can we talk about no? Let's not. Go not on. Everybody, no, not everybody's, no, everybody's, everybody's got the obsidian skin with the ink on it. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. We haven't all got that. Not everyone's got the long, neat dreads. Yeah. Dreamless. Not everyone. Not everyone's got that. So, Dane, you sound pretty scorned by this. Yeah, like, you don't. I'm sound... saying that you know, just the the, the the quintessential black beefcake isn't always gonna be henched <laughs> and have a six pack. Some of us have a three and a half pack. Do you know what I mean? You said you got a three and a half pack. Yeah, man. I'm 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 trying to bring it for the. Some body positivity for the and brothers. And this is why this comedy would be funny. This is why I'm just sitting here thinking, no, you've got to do it. What, this would what, be quite funny. Right, because comedy. a man's got prescription glasses, he can't be a, 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 a member of Chocolate City. I don't think you could do it, though. 
That's what I'm saying. Dad, you know, you can't live with dad. Mm. Because dad. man, because well, I mean, because a couple man's got a, a couple hairy nipples, man can't get the whipped cream oh, on his shit. nipples or something. What's, have, what's the problem? They don't, they but there's no nipples. nipples. What? Maybe maybe everywhere. some people can't do that. What? Because what? a man's got eczema, man can't be out there. It's like you're wrong. Yeah, you might be, yeah. he's trying to say that might be on his elbow or something. Do you know what I mean? But like you ain't gonna say people that are this exactly it's exactly. There's nothing. Some E45 can't E4, fix a few skin yeah, conditions. E45. Do you know what I mean? Nah, I swear by the coconut oil, it's cool. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because a man can't. Because a man can't got cross eyed doesn't mean you can't see the windows to his Stop soul. It. Same way. Do you know what I mean? Ashy knees. Why? Do you know what I mean? Some people's second toes longer than their first toe. Oh my god! Why can't he still over. be able to? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you keep your shoes on anyway, isn't it? Well, no, right? exactly. No, Maybe a man wants to yeah, keep his shoes on. Wear, they wear socks and trainers. But look I think that looks so corny. But look what happened to that one when they went on stage with his socks off. <laughs> oh no! Or the man, or the, or the one that the with, one with, that with the poor, the poor, put the woman in a, in a <laughs> collar brace. No, but. The, I just got you know something. That might be the only time a woman has been abused and said, "I would do it again." <laughs> yes, I enjoyed it. I, yes. Sign me up for the second round. No, but I think Jan, you're onto something. You know, I think I think for some certain man, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean what? Because Jan you, can be the casting director. Exactly. Just because someone's got a little bit of a, maybe a flat foot, what man can't still be a, be a in, in thing. Who's looking at people? That's I what I'm know. saying. Do they, they, they have shoes on, right? We cater to a broad demographic, yeah? Some okay. women like a good man with a pedicured foot. So, Not too you know. pedicured. I'm sorry, but if your man came to you and his foot was pedicured, how would you feel about this, Jan? I wouldn't mind. I mean, don't get me wrong. We don't want no junge on the toes. I don't. I wouldn't mind. A lot of men do it, though. But pedicure's not essential. I don't go crazy, but you know, I, I keep them clipped. Keep them neat. I keep, I keep them neat, neat and I keep clean. Them clipped. That's all that's needed. Man's, man's not gonna shank you in, in, on your ankle in the bed. Can you imagine turning on a piece of the, your foot? Buck, buck fifty on your on your on your on your, on your calf on muscle your calf. in the middle of the night. I'm not that guy. Oh. You know what I mean? There are some crusty feet out there. I, I I like good I like good feet, but at the same time, while some men are like, oh look at a girl's feet, it's disgusting, blah blah. I don't really have that kind of thing. It's not. It's not for me. It's not a being there because my parents. When they grew up, they had no shoes. Yeah. So when they came over here, like, I'll be honest with you, I love my family dearly. I have a beautiful family. But some of my family, they could easily sand down wood with their feet. Easily. Easily, exactly. Some of them... Could they just walk around barefoot? It's nothing. Yeah, trust me. Some of them, you could strike a match off it or or sharpen blades and everything, man. Start a fire. Trust me. Easily. Some of them would strip bark with their feet. Jesus. Trust me. Some of them, and I bet the top looked nice and smooth, but underneath, yeah, yeah, but underneath, right. underneath, underneath, they can make cave paintings and jam mm-hmm. in hieroglyphics. You know, all I, keep, ones, I can't me. get pedicures because I laugh like when do, they oh, do. Oh, I love my feet. I don't don't you like your feet being tickled? Do you remember when people were doing fish pedicures and everyone thought that was yeah. a good idea? Did, no, and then they no, thought it was dangerous and they're trying to say that because obviously, yeah, because AIDS, you know. Oh my god, that's a bit. I don't know about that, good morning, Britain, exactly. But that's about dipping your foot, dipping into your foot into into into. Because I wouldn't put my foot in a pond, a random no, pond. No, no, so I don't Why know where this, fish this fish comes from. It's a bit of a weird one. And not fish. Where, who they, where do they, as if, as if fish, that's a, as someone's diet is, is, is foot bottom. That's, there's no animal in the, in the animal kingdom other than Veruca. <laughs> <laughs> whose diet is foot bottom. It's horrible. No, that is gross. Oh, dear. That was, that was a crazy time. Anyway, so yeah, so Dane, back to you. We completely digress. Just, so it's dangerous. So you're a comedian writer. Yes. What else do you do? Digress a lot at the time, as mm-hmm. you've seen. Um, I've rambles, m- rambles, ramble, rambles, rambling, some rambling. Uh, stand and, up, and, yeah. So comedian. Just, so it's a stand up, yeah. So the comedy, mm-hmm. so I perform comedy. I guess is my primary uh, job is a stand up comedian. I don't know uh, how you do it, Dane. I, I don't really do uh, <laughs> This year I would have been doing it for six six years. Okay, how did you fall into it? Was it just like because I mean, like you're, you can just tell you're naturally funny. Yeah. You know, like some comedians, like outside of outside of the comedy, they're just yeah. dry. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I can't speak for them for the sake of the fraternity of comedy. But actually, I, my first gig I ever did was in 2006. And then I did a few gigs here and there. And then I left it for like a couple of years because I just was winging it. And I felt like I started doing what's now referred to the black circuit. And I kind of got around quite quickly. And I just didn't really know what the, how the progression worked. Mm-hmm. And then I was working in the nine to five as well. And mm-hmm. I just, it just got to a point where I was just like, if you're going to give this a go, then you really have to apply yourself. And it's right. one of these things, I mean, and as people know, when you want to really chase a dream or a, a creative pursuit, it gets to a point where you're going to have to really apply yourself and mm-hmm. or, or make the sacrifices necessary mm-hmm. to do it. So I just got to a point where I was like, you know what, I, I can't, I just, every, this is like the third job in a row where I'm on disciplinary. So very clearly the office environment isn't it's for not me. For you. not for you. So why not do something that I actually enjoy, give it a go, like we're in the midst of like a recession and stuff, so no job is gonna be sacred anyway. That's right. So what if your mum doesn't love you for a few years? That'll be fine, you can you work it back. She loved you for the first 20 plus years, so- I'm sure your, your mum was supportive. They were supportive She's, of you, right? Well, I'll say my my dad was has been supportive mm. in terms of that he was always kind of like, whatever my kids do as long as they're happy, as long as you don't lie, cheat or steal, it's cool. <laughs> my mom was supportive in terms of the fact that I got to stay in the house rent-free while at first when I first started doing comedy, so that was support, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you know, but as I feel like she was concerned, like most mothers are, yes. about my future yeah, yeah, and what yeah. I was doing in my life. Which is and, fair enough because and, you, you know, know you do something without any kind of clear progression mm. anyway, and you know to take a degree and then throw that away and all these years of education and be like, I'm gonna go and make people laugh for money. It's very hard for not just for your parents, but for most people to get their heads around. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah but, but I but, think it's important supportive. that you do. You do, and this is where I think a lot of people are unhappy in life. Yeah. Because they feel like they've got to fit this mold, fit into this mold, and just work in a certain way. Too scared to take the plunge. They get to 60, 70 and they're like. Oh, I wish I had. And mm. I couldn't be that person. Oh, that's no, that's for me. I, and for me, it was that person. I couldn't be that person whereby it's like I would sit down on social networks and watch people like, oh, babies, first, their kid, their first day at school. And I'd be like, but you hated school though. So, so now what you're, are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, you know, you, did, you didn't like school. You didn't prosper in school. And now you're going to, you've obviously shut that part of your brain down. Yes, completely. You're now yeah. putting your child in this system of conformity where and they're going like to have to start adjusting their dreams to fit in with this mold as well. Mm. And I just felt like I didn't want my kids to have that future. I don't have any kids now, but it's like, you know, when you do, my parents are strict, and my parents are like you know you can't go, f- don't lie and don't cheat and don't steal. So right. I can't look uh, in look someone I love in their eyes about the world and lie to them and make them think everything's gonna be okay and then not live not. by that example. So I just couldn't be that person. So that I guess that's, that was the principal side of it. But um, yeah, man, I just felt you know just do something you want to do in life. And 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 I mean you know, in reflection now, it's definitely changed just my whole disposition as a person. Mm-hmm. Before I started doing comedy, that like, one thing I didn't do, I never used to gamble. Right. I would never play the lottery or anything mm-hmm. like that, right. even small thing. And it's because I felt like somewhere inside is like you're not even prepared to take a gamble in your life. So why do that? Why? Why, why, why would do you do that? that? You're mm-hmm. not really gambling anyway. And I think even and my dad, even my parents just like, why do you play the lottery and stuff? And I just to be like, you know, there's no mm-hmm. point. Why am I taking this gamble? If I want to take a real gamble and have a rush, then I'd probably just do something like that fulfills me and yeah. actually exhilarates me. And and also it's like I felt like you know, my parent, my grandparents came here and they worked and worked hard and they never lived with the system my parents were the same and uh, i remember my mom always to be like well you know your grandmother just wanted me to go and work in a factory and just bring a check home every mm. week and, she, and I, did, but I didn't want that for myself so i moved to london i wanted to do this in my life and i got mm-hmm. into nursing so it's like you know well then mm. she followed her dream yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so so that's why i, I persevered with it because it's like you know i know you want me to have a job and you know what most immigrant parents are like preferably legal clerical medical mm. or yeah, in the service yeah. industry certain, certain industries, certain industries yeah. yeah but for me it was like I, I I mean that's I mean I, that's good, well and good if you want to do it but it's like this is what I I'm, I feel like I'm good at and like I said you lived your dream I, I'm I so live mine. Mine. You, you you've led by example yourself mm-hmm. so I have to do that and also 
don't lie or cheat and steal. Well, I, I was working in sales where I'm selling a lie to people every day. You know, so, when you look at it like that, mm, yeah, I was, I was, I was selling a lie to it every day and cheating. Well, I'm cheating you guys because I'm not maximizing the full potential when you've sacrificed all this stuff. Why am I? Why? Why? After years of working, where right? So my dad used to work for Dagenham. He's working for Ford. Mm-hmm. My dad never missed a day of work. Oh, for that, he got a clock. But they got good pensions though. Yeah, they got. He still got yeah. his pension. Yeah, they got. And but he got a clock, and I'm like, for oh. you, so you never missed a day of work, and, and they, they give you a clock. clock. The only time mistake. my dad, the only time my dad took a day off work was when he had a he got pneumonia and he had a punctured lung, and even then. He Basically, still didn't want to not he work. Had to take you see, the time no, exactly. Yeah, because it, uh, he was just gonna drop down dead. Yeah. But it took a lot for him to do. But it's, you know, there's just so many like, especially immigrant people, where it's like this. This is either from Catholic guilt or just like this is insane work ethic. And I just like you know, you've brought me here to have this better chance at life. Yeah. And I guess maybe <clears> I developed. You know, I guess I've got the same snobbishness of, as, as the same as my British peers. Like you know, I've worked hard i studied i'm not going to go and let someone who's my intellectual inferior or someone who hasn't who's no more intelligent or more capable at a job than i am called i mean i have to call them boss no exactly Fuck that. why should i i don't i, I feel true. like i don't see why i should do that because i feel the same way but at the same time <laughs> i'm responsible if, if i and you know it's just got to the point where if you know i can't sit and blame my parents for things and be like i especially went to university with my, a lot of my friends who ended up having been able to take advantage of some nepotism where their parents had contacts so they could get good jobs and put yeah, them in yeah. good stead because what obviously we all know i mean we're not probably not to a certain level but it's not what you know anyway it's who you know it's who, yeah. and so they were able to prosper and i was like well i don't really know but anybody that's going to give me a leg up in the industries that i've chosen to work in so i just want to do something that i care about and just i've spent a lot of my time doing what i thought i should do for people and trying to make everybody else happy why well, don't do something for myself mm. and see what happens and so the rest is history and i'd like to think that's definitely something i want to get across in whatever i do man is that like why you don't go for like it, I, I see a lot of people who kind of postulate about being bosses and we talk about who's a boss and it, it's definitely a part of our uh i guess our uh black or our hood or girl whatever word you want to use our, our lexicon to be like i'm a boss and i run things and all this stuff but mm. like do you really yeah exactly you gotta go work and call some freaking idiot sandra boston fuck that and no, you're exa- really a boss really <laughs> thank you dan you know what it's so refreshing to keep hearing it because yeah. i feel exactly the same way i i look at it like this you want me to get up and go to work from nine until five thirty every single day using all my energy, <clears throat> channeling all my energy into you people. Then I come home at night and I'm thinking I've got like two, three maximum hours to channel into yeah. my own shit. Are you mad? And see, this goes back to what we were saying before, Cheryl, because then it's like once that's all done, who's got time to go home and study politics who, and learn about how their world works? Who has got time? Exactly. You're, you're, you go you're home, run, you're run ragged. You're looking food and you're looking bed. After yeah. work, more time. Isn't that how it yeah, goes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and when I, but even when I was a kid, I was like, I'm not having a job. And I even knew as a kid, I'm not having a job where no what I look forward to is annual leave on a fucking weekend. Can I was you not imagine? doing that. That's not life. But that's that's a life for a lot of people. And mm. then what's then what's your next? this point oh i'm gonna keep working then my present point i can afford to maybe get a, a house and i'll keep working i'll keep working i'll keep working i'll keep working and then i can and then, live I'll with, then, I live, then i live with somebody else and i'll keep working i'll keep working i'll keep working, keep working and then we have a kid oh, and then we and then, and then when you have a kid then you start taking a loan on someone else's life now yeah. because then you need to start living vicariously through them and projecting all of your it's lack of fulfillment onto your kid i my kid's gonna be a fool this person and that person oh, you could have been that person yourself if you, if you just it. did it you allowed it yourself hmm. and we don't think about the implications of that like I feel especially within like black families or with people of color like you come home 
and like you see your parents are arguing and blah 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 and your parents are opposed and they're able they're not able to observe that much intimacy and stuff because they've gone and they've just expelled all of their fucking energy yeah. working for somebody else and no one thinks about the fact that when you come home and they're like just leave me alone woman I've just come from a hard day's work if you did work that was fulfilling and maybe you feel better you'd about feel yourself like you'd come yeah. home, you come home and be like oh you know what after being on the road like for even me sometimes it's like oh I've been on the road it's not it's, it's long and stuff like that and it, it can be hard work but it's not a job and yeah. this when I come home it's like oh this was fun but at least I get to come home to my family and yeah. I'm more of a I can be more of a peaceful person because I don't have this frustration and there's no deep seated resentment about some aspects of my life right. that I'm gonna go pre- to be work. like everyone in the house get off my case I'm d- I don't have to I'm be that stressed. person anymore yeah I'm stressed, stressed. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of time when I first, like, especially when I first started doing comedy, it was like that point when I was going from the nine to five to comedy, and like the point where I was making money, unemployed and stuff. I probably became a very hard person to live with in my mm, house because right. I was stressed yeah. and depressed as well. Yeah, I can imagine. And, 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 and on reflection, I realized that now, and it's like there's a lot of people that go through that, mm. and a lot of time, and you know, this is why you have the process of like people going to pub after work or you know people yeah. have their cigarette cigarette break yeah. because then you get into this thing of self medicating, mm-hmm. and it's just a crazy and and just and the idea that you're gonna work your ass off to make somebody else rich because it's just a natural inclination. If you're making someone else's job easier, they're not gonna promote you. Why would of they? Not. You're making their job easier. And this is why a lot of people don't realize why they don't get promoted in yeah. work. Even yeah, if you're yeah. doing like a, an outstanding job, you get all the appraisals and everything. But like you said, why are they gonna put you up there when you're doing what, when you're what doing, they need yeah. you for? And if they're not in an executive position where they have a direct state in a, or like a preference or like like a major shareholder in a company themselves, mm. they I mean, you're not gonna interest in even themselves. Yeah, they they're not. They're not. They're not. Even they're not working to optimize the uh, the. Uh, I guess the the capital of this company they're right. there to make their job easier mm. the, the, the the open plan is no more advanced socially than the playground True. at all right. if you worked in an office is the the social structure and the paradigms of like interaction in an office it's no more sophisticated than that playground works whoever's in charge or the bully in the room will have the other will have the, all their sycophants will kiss the ass because they don't want to be bullied and the people they feel are vulnerable or a potential threat those are the people they bully yeah, they and a lot of people you, you, you got who are like ball breakers or ball busters in your office who are giving you a hard time when they go home they can't even let their child listen to them yeah, exactly. yeah, so when you're on the phone and it's you're true. getting brushed by your own child or your child's finger you think you can come and come tell meeting Anything. no way this is what I know yeah, no but way then, but, but like you said there are some people that enjoy that and, that, and if I guess it's all about fulfilment if you're happy to kind of go and you enjoy that then fine Well, for, because for some people like I said mm. people like for a lot of schools 10 years ago you know yeah. So this is so for a lot of people, work is the only social structure they have. Yeah. That's the only social structure, and for it's me, true. that's what that's their social structure. Like a lot of people, relationships come from work. Yeah. And like, yeah. could you imagine? Like, you know, that's one thing that would freak me out. Just knowing that you only had everything about your life was around work. But we spend so much time at work. No, and it's understandable why. It's understandable why, but but but, and, but it and, would freak and, me but, out. But this, is, but this is how the crisis deepens because mm. the economic center of this country is London. Yep. So you, everyone who graduates, whatever, this is where they come to realize the opportunity. Yeah. So there's no, there's also of course this is why you've seen the rise in dating sites because everyone is cash rich yeah. or has disposable income, not to buy any real fixed <laughs> asset yeah, yeah. or any asset that will last longer than three years, mm. but they have all this disposable income after their rent and travel and they're left with this normal amount of money to spend so they would, they would go drinks or whatever which is why this is why you have all these things like taste london and stuff because now people have not got the uh, uh facilities to observe social interaction that's why yeah. you've seen the rise of like online dating and stuff because okay. you move from london everyone's it's hustle and bustle everyone's working mm. it's lonely it's a collection of all these separate garrisons and tribes and yeah. different people who may live here and that's where they have their social circles yeah. but you and move you to london it, yeah. especially as a woman where you know 
stigmas mean you can't even go up and approach a man really mm-hmm. so this is why you're seeing this rise in like internet dating and dating and all there's a, like even when I've done gigs there's people groups where there's, it's just a social group where people platonically meet up yeah. and mm. find a mutual social event to go to because yes. nice. people are so lonely by themselves. There's a few of those, actually. A good, a good yeah. friend of mine, she's single. And uh, why are you looking at me like that? No, I want to hear this. Oh, you, oh, you want me to give you the details? No, no, no I'll get no, them for you. But no, <laughs> she, she, um, she broken up with her guy, whatever, and she found yeah. that you know a lot of her friends like had be partners. So she found she was quite lonely. Yeah. Like, not lonely, lonely, but you know, lonely. Every now and again, yeah, of course. Every now and again. So she joined a social group, and I tell you, it's the best thing she's done. Always raving about, I'm going there, I'm going there. She's hopeful. Interacting, yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of things like that. And it, I mean, it's good that things exist, but it does, for me, it does, it, I, it does beckon the question, what part of aspect or i guess what stage are we at as humans where we have to now rely on these on these things, contrived yeah, and measured schemes how? to just meet other people yeah and like and one yeah. hand yeah it's good because obviously you might meet like-minded people like yeah. if you want to go to a gig a comedy gig yeah one of your friends might not be on it so mm-hmm. you might have a group of people that are on on it so right. it's yeah. cool you can go, you go and if you get along off. with the per, you know people part of the group then maybe you might develop a, fr- a friendship further yeah so from that side of it i think it's good but i, I hear what you're saying it's just, it just, it just says a lot about what it what's happened what's to happening. us where yeah. we kind of need this and obviously you see this the, like depression is at an all-time high yeah. uh, because and people are looking on social media instagram and twitter and thinking because people are putting out what they want you to think what, yeah, their what life is see. so fantastic and amazing did you Sorry. Go on. You remember, don't say who it is, you remember a couple of days ago I was moaning to you about somebody that I follow on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just constantly painting this perfect yeah. picture. Did but you people actually... do. It's just And so... you know what makes me laugh is when you get those people that detail every aspect of their life. Yeah. So when there's a break, you know they ain't doing shit. You think And so? more yeah. time, yeah. It, you know, not, all right, you post maybe three times a day. Yeah. If that's the sum total of your day, I actually feel sorry for you. But the real question, is, again, the, the question is like, if you've got time to post and stuff all the time. But this is what I'm saying. You ain't doing shit. Can you be really moving? But the thing about Instagram, even you look at the word of Instagram as well, because the suffix of Instagram is gram. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. If it was an app about pictures, it'd be Instagraph. So clearly, so because of the, like a photograph. Mm. Right. So right. so okay. basically, what I'm saying is, is that it's TV programming. Yeah. TV programming. The thing about TV, where adverts are concerned. Is that it suggests you a certain lifestyle mm. that oh, you yeah, aspire right. to? Yeah, okay, yeah. but now oh, TV, kind of but TV is a uh, very limited now because you now live in an era of streaming sites and stuff yeah. where you don't have to sit down and watch adverts and have something suggested to you. you so then now there's this new frontier where it's not limited by Ofcom and it's not limited by a watershed. So now you have Instagram, where mm. again it's all these pictures. Well, you, there's video, pictures and videos, yeah, videos, yeah. product placement, yeah, mm-hmm. endorsement. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Aspirational lifestyle. Mm. This is true. That's now being suggested to you twenty four hours a day. Mm. It's not limited by when you turn the TV off or you have to go to sleep. Yeah, and every are day. To it. And Instagram and causes depression. I addicted. Think. Massive. I think it can if you allow it. You yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. If, I think again, and not just that. Like I said, because of the, uh, it's very different to our pre existing mainstream media because there's no regulation. Mm. Right. So when you're seeing all these things about like team light skin and team dark skin, mm-hmm. yeah, but we don't know who's doing it. No, we yeah. don't. Because if you're a member of a white supremacist group and you're still trying to encourage yeah. stratification of black yeah. people, you're going to put up images about black skin. I have often wondered yeah. Yeah. about that because I'm thinking you don't really see people. All right, you might get the odd idiot yeah, that comes yeah. out. But who is really like pushing who this? Who is behind it? Who, exactly. Who is who is showing these... Who is negative? Like, because, for example, Q, the person who started World Star Hip Hop, he's dead now. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, if you say so. And, <laughs> so uh, you're mean. Oh, stop it. Yeah, what? World you're Star is questionable. Huh? You're not a fan? World Star was problematic. Nah, no, actually, 
I'm not a fan. I'm not going to wish death on anybody. Yeah, but I hate But you. I'm not going to pretend that I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, with that being said, yeah, yeah, there you go. Because yeah. really, if it's a, if it's a if it's a hip hop website, I don't want to see like people twerk, twerk videos and yeah. and crocodiles yeah. eating people. Hip-hop. Is that hip hop? Yeah. So why is this now being tagged on to the line of this yeah. of this of this black and Latino created art form? Mm. So that's that. But whatever. But at the end of the day, I feel like again, there's just no regulation where this is all these images are being suggested to people after a while. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I I mean, for me personally, I worry about the fact that. Put this way, with some of these things, if you, in the same way you need an account, whether it's a bank account, or like an account, if you had an account or an, a record at your, your uh, GP, mm. you have to prevent, present identification. Mm. And if you to, uh, have a bank account, or even to any kind of, bring any kind of legal document into power, you need to prove you're of sound body and mind. Yeah. yeah. That regulation don't exist on social networks. True. No, it doesn't. Which is why you have to have people trying to make profound statements and they can't spell. Thank you. Lord Jesus. And, and I mean... It's, I can't critique people with you whether you can spell or not but should you really be preaching to people when you don't know the difference between your and you are I, that's, or that's there, a, and there, there, there and there but, but, uh, but again no regulation and no spell no check. regulation so it becomes <laughs> it becomes normalised and you know yeah. there is no there's no real restriction on who can own these phones and how they're receiving it yeah, and how we true. interpret the information that we get and the best way my friend of mine put it is that you know talk about technology human beings first foray into having technology is fire that was the first thing, like when Prometheus mm. bought us fire or whatever. That's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Fire still, as more poignant than ever over the last couple of weeks, fire can still destroy mm, our destroy, lives. Definitely. Right. Oh, gosh. Social yeah. networking we've not had for a long time. So we don't even know the effect it's going to have on people. It's true. You know, because I, I can tell you for a fact, prior to Twitter and stuff like that, the stuff you hear from trolls, things people say on trolls, that's the only thing you'd read in a bathroom toilet. Yeah. Or on a back of a bus, or on a, on a, on a park bench. Yeah. You're right, yeah. You get the odd little swastika or. or all blackies go home or NF. Yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. read that, but you, at the time you'd be like, eh, yeah, whatever. But, Who's got yeah, time to sit there and think? Yeah. I'm, I'm on a bench. I'm gonna just go do my business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But social networking has given this, this created this whole idea of culture where opinion, because of how it's expressed or how it's displayed, and because it's it's uh, incarnation in a digital form, yeah, is fact or is validated by its existence there. But for me, it's like you're a troll. We both know you would never say it to me in my face on the no, streets. Right. Never. You would look. You wouldn't even make. I, some of the people that would troll me, you wouldn't even look me in the eyes in real life. Yeah. And I always, I'm always mindful of that fact all the time when I, if I have to deal with trolls. But at the same time, it's like because a lot of time their their targets are women most of the time. Yeah. You know what I mean, women. obviously, you, I mean you saw the vitriol or like misogynoir, which is a very valid now yeah, kind of yeah. new term that's been coined. But you see like what Diane Abbott put up with yeah. with them yep. kind of things as well. Like these people, they're not gonna say them things in in, in real life. No, they wouldn't. wouldn't they? You, Keep warriors from you, a distance. If you that. see, if you saw what a troll looked like in real life, you would laugh your head yeah, off. Yeah, I've seen. You'd laugh yeah. your head off. Yeah, I'd laugh. You'd true. laugh your head always, off. It's never what you expect. You know, no. and, 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 and 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 however however they portray themselves or however loud and however they postulate about freedom of speech and saying what I want and I say the things people are scared to say mm. if you believe and you had conviction by it which you've showed your real name show yeah. my name is my, that's my name that's my face and that's yeah. my name yeah. there yeah. so yeah. I'm, I'm face, anyway. yeah. my face is there my name is there so you can find me I've got mm. a website you can find me at a gig I'm there. so if you was about it we could do it but and but we know you're gonna use you're just stay being an egg yeah, exactly. and, it goes to show, and it goes to show you egg is the perfect analogy because you act hard, but you're sh- on your, your shell, shit, on, yeah, on, the inside, on the inside, you're moist. Exactly. So, oh, I hate that word. You've been made to hate that word. There's nothing wrong with that word. It's, it's, it's one of those words that sound like what it is. Oh, no, matapia. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. Someone, it's, it's, you've been made to hate that no, word. No, I don't like it. That word is not nice. It's, anyway. It's, 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 
Okay, okay. Well, you're 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 viscous then on the inside. Thank you. Yeah, nice. And gooey. Gooey's alright. I can work with gooey. Still onomatopoeia. Yeah. I mean, I if you said it quick, it's fine. Yeah. But it's just when I think about that word, I think. No. <laughs> don't you have words that you don't like? Because yeah. I find creative people tend to have like words that they don't Nothing. like. Like you don't want to say, yeah. you don't want to hear. There's a there's a lot of words I don't like. Give us one. A word I don't like. Uh, a word I really well, of more recent times, aggressive. Oh yeah. Because it's a trigger word. Yeah. And for me, and for me, but but even I I even hate the word uh, immigrant, to be honest with you. But is that because of what it is as opposed to what it sounds like in your ear? No, it's not what it is. It's because it's now used as a terminology to, it's subversively, for me, me, I I look at it now, it's a subversive way of of using the N-word. It's like even the phrase black on black crime. For me, that's just another subversive way of saying three-fifths of a human being. Mm. No, you're right. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 so I guess not so much words but I guess there's certain phrases okay. that I don't like so it's not how it sounds it's just what it's, it's it how it's, it's how it's, it's how it's applied and that's, no. with, any, that's, that's with any word so yeah. even so even people become shut down when you say the word religion because they don't because now the association with religion it puts it's people ne- off yeah, 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 yeah. you know yeah, it's, it's a negative the negative connotations of it you mm-hmm. know or even like you know angry black woman is a phrase that people are like oh my god I mean if anyone's got a reason to be angry it's black women. Right? So, Thank you. do you know what I mean? We can be that. We can be that. In a time now where we are seeing a resurgence, uh, uh, I don't say resurgence, but I guess a lot uh, more of a uh, extroverted uh, feminist narrative. Mm. If, if it's like women are happy and hear me roar, well, who's had more right to roar than anybody else mm. of, of in new world history over the last how many years? Exactly. So... You know, I don't. So that's, that's phrases like that, or like aggression and stuff. Like that. I, I don't like those kind of use of those kind of words, because it's it's it's, it's just very manipulative. Mm. And it, like even, I mean, it, but just think about words. I mean, they carry a lot of power. They do. Yeah. There was no such true. word as Islamophobia. No. Ten years ago, or let's say fourteen now years you ago. You can find that in the dictionary. Yeah. yeah it's in the dictionary, didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. like wasn't even a word for a long time. Really. Th- like thigh gap. Know did, that. Oh yeah, no thigh gap. That was just ridiculous. well. As when I say, as in it wasn't used in popular it culture wasn't as well. Used it, like right, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hear women referring to their cellulite for a no, very long right, time. No, you're right. You're right. You know, but so. thigh gap. I mean, who wants a thigh gap? Anyway, but yeah. But do you know what I mean? But yeah, just, so, so I mean, it, it's it's just a uh, yeah. It's just turns of phrases, and and that's and it's and you know this is and that's how that's how propaganda works. Yeah. It's just how propaganda works, man. It's it's definitely like fundamentalist and all these kind of words and stuff and. Like even alt right, I hate the word alt right. Alt oh, right, oh, I, re- I hate the word alt right. I, I I hate that word. I, I, it's it's um, it's definitely testament to just the depths these people are going to try and uh, legitimize their disposition. Mm. You're racist, isn't it? Just yeah, embrace, embrace, you're embrace it. Embrace it. Just be racist, isn't it? You're a white supremacist, man. Because like, we know it's a faith based system, and it, there's no there's no scientific right. or logical grounding to your ideas. But just but, no, but no, at no. least have the freaking balls to own it. They'll never confess. It's, racism is, is, is cowardice but, yeah mm-hmm. I mean it's not well see racism is, but it's not cowardice in, in, why is a faith system because it's not, it's not it's, it's more rationalising again because yeah, but I think some people some races are cowards you know, oh, they, yeah. in terms of they like kind of, the, the narrative and stuff oh yeah, yeah it's definitely cowardice yeah but I mean but I, I'd say the, the, the mindset stems from it's rationalisation mm. because you know they have to have something yeah true you have to yeah. have something because we because this is the thing is that you know when we talk, even when we talk about race, I went to watch a show called Hashtag Lightly, uh, Lighty. I went to watch a play. Okay. You saw that. I went was to watch that play, okay. yeah, yeah. Good play. And uh, there was a white guy was in the audience and obviously there was like a post discussion about okay. like, the, the themes. And he was like, 
Well, I don't know why everyone keeps talking about this race thing. At the end of the day, scientifically <laughs> speaking, we're all one race. We're the oh, human race. You know and it's like, you know, really? that's all a well-meaning idea. Like you're saying, it's very nice for you to have the sentiment. But you're talking to a bunch of people who are below the age of 30 and they've been completely subject to a social structure that people that look like you created, really, to be honest with you. So right. it's all well and good you saying that we're all the human race and blah, blah, blah. But, but no. you can look to any mainstream media source. We can look to any scientific journal where we know that there yeah. is no physiological defect associated with being melanated having melanated skin there are no physical defects no. to it but and all the benefits but yeah but up until yeah. now where's that been in the tabloids no never because 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 very easily well, it was, it, it, someone it, it, could go on the news and conclus- and conclusively say yeah that there is no physiological defect there are no genetic defects mm. no but that's impairment though dane you know so why do so that? again it goes back to the mm. fact that it's, it's all well you, you saying that but very clearly you must be aware that it's not even Darwin, in, yeah. even Darwin was a part of the clergy, and even his use of Darwinism and survival of or natural selection was not scientific and was used as a tool of propaganda yeah. and as a conquest. So there's no point you be oh race and what defines race because while this is might be a scientific a truth, mm. well then where these are not these are not the people you need to be telling mm. did, did because they're, they're, they're subject to him? it. Did I was any- going to, but my friend was hungry, so I had to leave. <laughs> Some these people just turn up to these kind of events and they're always the first but, ones to stand up and say some, some of, shit. Do you think some of them genuinely <sighs> don't get what they're saying? They do you probably think they, don't, but I'm They past... sort of stand up and they really believe yeah, they what they're do, saying is. Some of, them, yeah, some of them don't believe. Just, and that's, that's what I'm saying uh, to you about a lot of time when you're dealing with racism, like it's something, it's, innate, it's it? been suggested to them but, for a long okay. time. I get it. You didn't have time to challenge him. Did anyone else challenge yeah, him? Yeah, no, they all did. You, you got challenged and stuff like that, but people, but they just, I mean, but... Well, they're trying to be nice. You know when black people have this thing of they're trying to explain. Oh, because, oh, because, they're using diplomacy. Yeah. But, you know, but at the same time, you have to learn that, like, when you're dealing with a certain type of, of, of person, like, it's very, you have to learn to practice to match their oh. pattern of speech. Because yeah. the thing is, Janet, if, 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 the, if, the war, if the war was to beat them with aggression and, war yeah. and, and words, well, that would have been won a long time ago. Long yeah. time. Whereas now, for example, one of the weapons you have to com- combat this dissemination of, of propaganda is net neutrality. Right. Where, you know, you're seeing hashtags like black girl magic and black mm. girls rocking themselves. So whatever the mainstream media suggests to girls about, you know, Eurocentric features, mm. now you can go online and someone can be like, ah, oh, she's got like black Barbie dolls. And rather than having to go through these channels of worrying about whether these uh, big toy chains will distribute the product, PayPal, click on that, get that straight yeah, to your house. Yeah, get it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I can now with me, I have to uh, walk through boots and think, oh, they got the thing for my complexion and blah, blah. You go online. Go online. Go yeah. grab that thing straight away. So, net neutrality is enormous, an enormous weapon. Yeah. But I'd say, like, challenging this guy, I mean, even challenging that guy, like, it's, it, there is this challenge now. It's, it's, it's almost the point now where it's, uh, so, like, that film Get Out. Yeah. Get Out wasn't necessarily about overt racism and right wing rhetoric. It's about, this pseudo liberalism mm. and it's undercurrent of where it's not so much you them having solidarity it's more people trying to assume our narrative right. and suppress our own yes, yes. like you know it keeps happening it's like you know because for example like while we're talking about our gay men for years and about their treatment and their manners and blah blah we all know that you know a lot of gay culture and their mannerisms comes from mimicking black women yes you know it's RuPaul's drag race at the end of the day yeah so RuPaul's been kicking this thing of like drag queens and in, yeah. the, in the mainstream media for a long time decades, only yeah. now everyone wants to come and jump on the thing yeah, same yeah. way like we talk about our uh, 
gender's not binary and representation of heteronormative images is not, it, it, do you know what I mean? We should not be heteronormative. But then hold on, when when Grace Jones had a high top and them things from time, yeah. So where's where's the rever- where's the reverence for her for that effort? Exactly. Or even or even the fact that like for so many years, the mainstream media was making us think that Prince was an idiot and he's well, he called himself the artist from was Prince. It's crazy, right. it's crazy. Now we know because we have more transparency about how the record industry works. Yes, he did that Why as a technique, so he wouldn't get that. screwed so for his royalties. True. Yeah. So now for we years know. we've been ahead of the game hidden. for so long and hidden for so long that now we're just an awareness of how many people were ahead of their time. And I mean, for me, even personally, going back to the thing of Islamophobia, well, I'm sorry, guys, but we've had the monopoly on dealing with representing for Muslim, for Islam mm. for a long time. Mm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Elhaj Malik El Shabazz or Malcolm X, who yeah, died yeah. as an Orthodox Muslim, yeah, yeah. was championing both the uh, you know Dean as well as Black self determination for right. a long time. So when it's like, oh, we're getting profile because of Muslims, well, where have you been? Because it's been happening to us since back in nineteen sixty six, nineteen sixty six. From Quay, do you know what I mean? And there was, I didn't see no one jumping up and solidarity from a lot of no, people from the Muslim no. world that were back in the thing. No. Mm, when this guy was true. talking about the tenets of like. Going on Hajj and having this unity of different races and colors yeah, and creeds, yeah. all under the uh, under the um, tenets of of Islam, and you didn't see all these people jumping up and backing the thing now. No. So it's it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's mad. It's definitely mad. You know, it's 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 even, it's even like you know, the idea of like subverting this idea of female promiscuity and having women having sexual confidence now with like sex in the sea but then they had to show like girlfriends from time yeah yeah it's so true it's you know it, there's just, just so much yeah, you know when you actually so kind of much. break it down and yeah and you hear someone else like i mean yourself, i mean even, about, you, yeah. you think it's so true it's even, like, about things you... like, it's even talking about stuff like bdsm and like bondage and like mm. more and, and and the sexual spectrum being broadened as well mm. well most dominatrices and even most of sex work that was done in mm. the West was done by women of colour. Because yeah. mm. in the time when white women were massively repressed and they were Stepford wives and they couldn't yeah. even express an idea of sexuality, when their man wanted something on the side, going to the hood to get and his that's where they still go. That's where they still go. Yeah. Because if, if, I mean, if you're going to create a sexual uh, role play narrative about bondage, mm. well, who, who's, who's that going to have to do with? Yeah. If we're talking about chains and whips. Yeah, yeah, well, then. Yeah, yeah. Well yeah, then, yeah. but now who has the monopoly on being dominatrices? Like, oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. After all, yeah, know. that's what I'm trying to say to you. So they give this is being credit for reviving or providing a subgenre of erotica. But then, hold on, Eric Jerome Dickey and Zayn, they might have been making these kind of things for how long? Time. Yeah, they've been doing it for ages. So, yeah. but I mean, yeah. So, so yeah. So it's just um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely taking advantage of avoiding some of these mainstream media outlets. And but uh, what I'm saying, so what I'm saying in a very roundabout way is that if you leave yourself open to suggestion from mainstream media mm. then it's gonna mess with your mind That's anyway and, and, yeah. and, it, and it's a big it's a big i would say the biggest war to an extent for people now is a war of consciousness mm. yeah and 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 that, which is why you know the thing now is about hashtag woke yeah because what's happening in the world right now is that it's like they're preparing us for a deep sleep listen mm. i don't know what's going on but because for people to be like oh I don't know if we can let children in who are fleeing war or the fact that or, or the fact that people are opposed to asylum seekers but won't take the time to scrutinise foreign policy right how, that duality don't make sense don't, nah. because if I was yes. shot in crack here on an estate I can't be like right there's a lot of burglary on this estate I've got to stop you're going to keep doing because yeah. because obviously these these drug addicts have to finance their habits somehow and yeah. they can't do that for normal work so I can't be do you know what I mean it's like I can't run a McDonald's and be like right, there's, there's a lot of fat people in the ends yeah. do you know what I mean Sorry. but so how we are going to be continuing to show solidarity and not scrutinise or put 
our foreign policy in terms of selling weaponry and torture implements and yeah. whatever involvement we have in in terms of politics and and you know influencing elections in other countries you cannot do that and then expect and then be surprised when asylum seekers are coming to seek refuge from yeah, exactly. what we've turned into a, into a war zone. Exactly. When the West has destabilised their country. Well, there you it go. Just... ISIS did not exist before the invasion no, of Iraq. No, they didn't. Well, no, this is it. But, but, you know, it's like, I heard it's America well, is behind the rise of ISIS. But, but yeah, well, they that from tell you me. that. I mean, America oh, that's right. You can hear it from me. They <laughs> are involved in the rise involved, of ISIS. Yeah. Saudi Arabia provide Toyota Hiluxes and yeah. weapons for ISIS, which was on as a front. Americans finance rebels to overthrow yep. Gaddafi, who are now having selling sub-Saharan slaves in open markets yep. in Libya. They are ISIS. Mm. Also, the Turkish government provide weapons to ISIS because they are opposed to the Kurds who fight against ISIS because they're opposed to a Kurdish state or for Kurdish um, independence. So they finance ISIS as well. All of the people they use to help um, reclaim regions within Iraq or people that they financially incentivize not to oppose Iraqi security forces are now ISIS. Mm. So Dane, yeah, Dane. I don't think comedian, just being a comedian is enough. No, no but I think you need to go and question time. Uh, I may, maybe need... I will be soon, mm-hmm. man. But it's just, I, I, I mean, it's enough because I think, I feel if you're going to apply, you sound like really passionate about yeah. it. Like when you're talking, you can obviously you can hear that you're knowledgeable about yeah. it, but you also sound passionate about it. Yeah, but you should so, be. I think if you're an artist, like you're, because my, I guess my, my, uh, occupation of my vocation is about engaging human beings and, yeah. I'm, taking, and I'm taking but, concepts about humanity i'm taking humanity but you and do trying realize to display that, that. I, I hear that and i hear what you're saying but not everybody does that not everybody no, on exactly. that same but they're not I, comfortable but, but you know what that is but you know what that is they're not comfortable enough with who they are yeah for me to have done this begin doing this especially because i'm an observational comedian or and most mm-hmm. comedians or artists do you're making observations if i don't have that internal uh kind of observe conversation all the time or monologue and learn about who I am and how I feel about the world and stuff like that and yeah. observe my own humanity, it means that I can never do this job to the maximum potential. No, you're right. Because I can't talk about life or talk about the world unless I'm, under, I'm you know well, what, understanding you the thing. You could just talk about being beaten as a child. That's what most black no, I, I, no, you, and you <laughs> can. No, but you can. But, listen, but you know this thing is, Jan, yeah? Or, no, no, you know, it's right. You know, you're right. It's actually fine. Because you can talk, I can talk about like, you know, being beaten as a child but then but then but then the but then the thing is like i said that's been done so, yeah. so now we have the we have the what so then the next question is why then why do we get beaten as a, why are we getting beaten as kids yeah, yeah. is there not, is, is not is not a reflection of maybe white paternalism where you know a lot of the time the phrase this was going to hurt me more than it hurts you yeah. comes from the fact that a lot of the time slave mothers used to beat their kids yeah. to stop the slave driver beating them to death right so they would beat them severely and be like i'm doing this so that you in the same way that you know in a way, we need to get thick skin, yeah. even literally speaking, because when we go out there, you might have to hold a beating from a policeman. Yeah. If you've got some condition, some physical conditioning, maybe you You're need that shit. There. Because when you, there's no because what, because what we do not have, especially now, there's a conversation about what constitutes masculinity and can men cry and stuff like that. I, I mean, I don't fault any man for crying, but I will tell you for free, when a policeman grips you up for no reason, you put start you start putting water in your eyes. The cuffs aren't coming off. Right. Yeah. If you're a black man, try and know that. And I have to make, and so well, I've had great conversations with a lot of people where it's like, oh, you can be quite guarded. There's nothing wrong with being vulnerable. Well, I would love to have the luxury of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But when I'm out there in the world, how I'm viewed, I don't have that luxury. Because yeah. when I start crying, you're getting shot same way. Yeah, exactly. You're getting no, beaten same way. Like, it's true. It's if I get caught shoplifting, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, if I'm, when on a rally, you get caught, you start crying. It's my foot. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. They go, yeah, uh, so all right, well, well, next time you yeah. behave yourself. I'm not getting, I'm not getting get slapped on the wrist. I'm not giving. I'm not being given that. No. Brock Turner raped a woman behind a dumpster when she was drunk. Yes. That said, he can't go to prison because prison would be too tough for him. Oh, Jesus. 
when I when police it. stopped me and I they, when they when they thought I had a suspended license, yeah. no one cared about whether I had to go home to my mum or if I'm gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, I've, yeah. if I've ever black offended man. before, you're a black man, cuffs are on, man opposing, skin and teeth, saying where should we park your mum's car because she ain't gonna see it for a long time. You're going jail for no reason. I start crying. What, what's gonna happen? They're, they're, they're yeah. gonna say nothing. Gonna be, oh, well, you, you gave it a Billy Big Bollocks before, didn't you? Now, you, yeah, now exactly. you're crying, mate. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, so it's all well and good, but you know, a lot of the things that we have, which can seem quite punitive, unfortunately, we have to deal with learning to develop a culture because the world is cold to us. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I'm trying to say. So it's like the beating thing is cool and it's funny, and and a lot of time we talk about very harrowing things in terms of like the black, uh, I guess the uh, kind of like black in black comedy, and some yeah. of the things are quite harrowing. But again, that's how we have to rationalize it because the thing is, like, even and to be honest, it's like so. so a lot of time, a lot of time, the rebuttal you'd be like, "Oh, how come black communities got to talk about being black all the time and got to talk about racism all the time?" Because well, that's what we well, do instead of punching you in the face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what happens. Exactly. So we laugh because we don't cry. So we don't cry. Yeah. Number one, or we laugh because if we didn't laugh and we just pondered on our treatment, maybe you get punched in the face randomly all the time. Yeah. If that's if, if that's what, if that's how we chose to do, if we chose to be expressive about our anger about certain things rather than rationalizing it and turning it into comedy, maybe you get punched in the face all the time. So what would you prefer, like? Yeah. You know, subversely racist white man, us to make fun of racism and your system you've created, or, or for us to rebel against it and punch in your face. Exactly. <laughs> I know which one I'd prefer. Do you know what I mean? But Most of us do know that. Yeah. But so, yeah, so I guess, so that's for me, I guess my journey or uh, my intention is artistically is, is to like, uh, yeah, I guess have some kind of analysis of the, the black condition and, and the black experience because I guess I'm part of it. But, mm. you know, my horizons would have started off being quite narrow at first when I was, you know, could only couldn't see further than my bedroom window and my hood. But, you know, I've seen more of the world and I want and I, so I need to be able to have that opinion on it. And also uh, maybe put it in a way to communicate it to my peers in a way they can understand. Mm. Because a lot of time, like, for example, a joke might be like, I was telling you, I went to Australia. Mm. Some people are like, well, man, I ain't going to Australia, cuz are you mad? But now at least I go there, it's done now. And I can come back and yeah. I can bring word and tell you what it's like you out there. I got somewhere to Estonia or Lithuania. When people hear them kind of country, they're like, are you mad? I ain't going to Lithuania, cuz are you mad? And I'm going. No, I'd go too. I'm going because now, now it's been done. And now you, you prove it can be done. Yeah. And I can come back and tell you what's happening there. And this is that we get kind of caught in this little bubble of we can't do this and we can't do that. Yep. Always going to be racist. Go where I want. The reality is racism is everywhere. It's, it's how everywhere. You it. Yep. Right. And we get the idea that Britain or the America is some kind of safe haven. Yeah, no, no it's not. Don't it's believe not. that hype. I think you're probably better off. Don't believe that hype because the man, the man that made Twelve Years a Slave, don't even live in the UK. Where does he live? He lives in he lives in um in in, in the Netherlands in Holland. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. Stephen King lives in the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. So he he goes he, he goes out there. Mm. But for me, it's just it's just definitely a point of principle whereby. By me conceding, oh, I can't go here, I can't because it's racist. Then I'm already uh, succumbing to the glass ceiling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm already doing that. I'm, I'm, which means I'm just pulling, I'm playing into their hands anyway. Yeah, you're and right. I, and that's and also the thing about I'm saying before about when we were talking about um, this whole uh, roadman archetype. Yeah. What I mean, it's cool, but what you have to understand, yeah. So far as the people that are the heads and the people that uh, perpetuate the system of racism. They're not scared of roadmen because when you're a roadman, well, they know which it's two paths that they know you're leading to. Yeah, it's when when you can articulate and you can dissect that's when you're a threat. the system. That's when, that's when you're, when a, you're threat. a threat. Right. That's what they're worried about because that's this is what I'm trying to like. No one has a problem with like as you can see like commercialized hip hop and the mm. whole gangster thing. When you turn around and start talking about what's wrong with the system and how to remedy it, or if you started talking about like if you started doing rap songs about how you could fight cases instead of how to catch them. You, you'd then run into yeah, problems. You run into problems. Different, different ball yeah. game. You definitely run into problems. Maybe that's why we haven't had a, a a new wave public enemy then because they weren't allowed them to get through. 
Mm. Or they well, can yeah. only go it's so pretty, far. Yeah, goes so, like, yeah, it goes, yeah, it goes, acts, yeah, it goes, it goes so far. But then, but as I said, but then, you know, a lot of the time, that's again, it's down to rationalization that you know, mm. people are a lot used, a lot more used to enjoying their own earthly delights and being able to avoid certain aspects of responsibility, right. yeah. um, rather than taking responsibility for their own life because that's a challenge for a lot of people, mm. and, and and it's very easy for you to be like, well, that's someone else's fault. Whereas if you're like, I'm responsible for my own life, and I have to, I'm responsible for changing it, because I mean. We get the images and the idea that everybody who was black was involved in the civil rights struggle. Mm. Trust me, some people stayed at home and they yeah, were yeah, yeah, but they but they but they get to be the secondary benefactors of sacrifices that other people made. Mm. Because, for example, people took it roadman roadman. Forty years ago, a white man could come and punch in your face, and you yes. had to hold that punch. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that the fact that you can stand up there and a white man will think twice about trying you, mm, there's a reason for that. It's like even the fact that we all look around and we see like. Black pugilists, like, you know, you see, like, Anthony Joshua's, and, I mean, the Parthenon of black boxers goes on and on and on. But as recently as maybe 50, 60 years ago, the idea of a black man having the strength to be a white man in the ring, you say that, in a, you say that and everyone would start laughing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we were considered three-fifths of a human being, and we were yeah. physically inferior. Yeah. It's only with the changes of stuff like Jesse Owens at, like, the Berlin Olympics, where, yeah. you know, the idea of us being, you know, athletically dominant, but it's interesting it's that joke. isn't it because now we're, we're seen as well two major things entertainers and athletes yeah but now that's because that paradigm works because by you being an entertainer or athlete it means you're not necessarily a mouthpiece and again no but yeah no I, no, I hear that but I'm yeah. saying it from, it's, it's from how it's changed from, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 from not being you know but, able yeah. or but whatever but at the same time it's like like I said it's, those are two professions where no one's really listening to what you're saying true yeah true. So, so you're still going back to being in the workhorse and when I was growing up in the 90s and I used to watch footballers and stuff, like, I kind of watch football and obviously my dad's from the Caribbean, so cricket. Yeah, so we weren't yeah. like I'd come from a football household because I'm, I'm, I'm second generation. Mm. So I had a very different upbringing to a lot of my peers that are my age. But then at the same time as well, when I used to watch football, singing about football at the time, like late 80s, early 90s, a lot of, there's a big talk was about hooliganism and racism and stuff yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. And the racism and the terrorism, people dashing bananas and that. And I was like, how can you get paid 60 grand a week and a man that's on a tenth of your income can think he's 10 times better than you? This is what yeah. I'm so that for me, again, that's a duality that I Good couldn't question. really rationalise yeah. in my head whereby I'm supposed to be having all this money and be lauded and be respected because I because of my athletic ability and I'm supposed to be... But then a man, any... A pe- could, that guy could money. be a piece of shit every day in his life, yeah, but yeah. because of this faith system of white supremacy, he's looking down on me and dashing a banana at me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not having it. No. I couldn't have it. No. So... Whereas comedy, when I grew up watching comedians, right. I'm seeing people like Chris Rock stuff like that who are taking these social phenomena and they're breaking them down and they're providing this rebuttal and and, and, and in many cases, trivialising them and mm. reducing them to the jokes that they are. Yes. So that for me was like, true. Because yeah. if I'm working hard and I'm getting A's and straight A's in UCC and a man still thinks he's better than me, what? Because he's white. Mm. But you're fake, but you can't read. Exactly. So for me, that doesn't make any sense because no. within every other aspect of society, it's meritocratic. The smart mm. people are supposed to prosper. Supposed yeah. to. You know what I mean? So then, but because I'm black, then it means that you it's, can't. it's you don't not, fit into it that. don't fit into that. So mm. I was like, nah, I'm not having it. Yeah. And, 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 and really that seed was sown probably in infancy. So it was, so it was just a ticking time bomb. Yeah, so it was just a matter of time, time where I was going to get to a point in my life where I was like, nah, not doing I'm not that. doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And, and, and you know, and I, I feel it's a, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a weird thing for people to rationalize where it's like, if you're like, for example, like even if you look at the uh, the quintessential rapper, where it's like money and everyone's dashing money, they're dashing mm. money. So why are we still doing three sixties then? If we've got money to burn, what we do? What are we doing? Yeah. If, we got, if we got got money to burn, so why? If I got money to burn, I come from the roads where man can't tell me anything on roads. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go sit a man and, and a man in the suit's gonna come and tell me who and what and where I can go yeah. and sell my music and them things there, or rob me of my money and I stand there and take it with a smile on my face. Mm. No. Not me. If I'm roads, 
you steal my money, I'm flinging you off a balcony. There's a yeah. problem, yeah. So there's a problem then if we're, for me, it's like, if you're a bad man for everybody in the road, but then you're going to go and stand on Yes Master and No Master, some guy, bruv, who who would who could never survive a day on the roads? Yeah. Anyways, something, there's something. Yeah. The, then that's there's a paradox to that that don't it's really make mad, sense. Isn't it? How, it's how crazy. Is it? So why is it like that? Why is it just the way that we've been conditioned? Yeah, a large yeah. part. Yeah. Of it, I, I guess a large part is definitely down to conditioning. So how do we look, like, look at look at Colin Kaepernick? You know, yeah. the argument is like you see NFL now. people, yeah. NFL players smoke crack, punch your wife in the box, your wife clean in the face yeah. in an elevator, and that's only one instance of several instances of domestic abuse, mm. abuse drugs. Being caught involved in violence, but Nothing. because you because you make a political statement, you're it's blackboard. Okay. Yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? Chad Evans has come home from him and his friends and running back on a girl, which was like doing a rape charge, and people are like, "Ah, oh, well, you know, like, do you know what I mean? Like John Terry calling um, mm. Anton, yeah, but yeah. then Anton Ferdinand, no Rio Ferdinand, didn't turn up for a drug test, and he gets a how many month ban? Yeah. yeah. So. So I suppose it's it's it's, it's like the it's, what's the word? It's like. Mental conditioning, but it's also what you're seeing around you, like how society is treating you. It's, I mean, so it's, it's part of it, of but but a large amount of it is, is down to social conditioning because I guess you, I mean, only you're, only you're in control about how you respond to how society treats you to an extent. But this but, is it, because all what you're saying, like, you know, I completely agree, but then you have like these youngsters growing up and they have this mentality and they don't see it like that. But but the thing is, this is the thing is that for a long time that would be me like lament like the next generation. But we can't blame them. No, they're only, no, they are only they are only they are only subject to whatever we t- we tell them and what we show. Them. Co- like I, I said, in a, in a, so like I said, in a world of social networking where there's no regulation and images are suggested to them all the time yeah. of like you know complexion based hierarchy mm. and racial hierarchy. So we need to, 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 we need to provide at least out. provide a counter narrative. Like obviously, yeah. there's apps all the time. Why isn't there an app which is like every day like you know has something that reinforces a positive image? For children of color all the time or blackness all the time like if we i mean clearly there's no problem with bibles getting to like the the continent well this is it so what's stopping it for me it's like you know 30 if you can spend if you can drop 30 bags in a nightclub on drink yeah Mm. then 30 bags can pay for someone's tuition exactly do you know what i mean so priorities all wrong yeah what we're striving for or like collectively what we're striving for is clearly wrong but then again, it's like lifestyles as well. It's what's what's put out through the media, you know. Yeah, a lot I, of these youngsters growing up and they're seeing the fifty cents. And, and, the, and also, and it's choice. But you know, and also, I think also it's choice. And it I feel like if you were, if you're a black man and you wanted to do songs about strippers because you like strippers, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. There's no reason why you shouldn't be able to do that. But there needs. But what is with anything else is that choice. Is that where we need to get to? Or I say my own personal thing, I guess, or what I would want to articulate to everybody is that you can be that person. You can be someone that spends how much peas drinking champagne. But what we shouldn't have is that your race should not predispose you to a life. Oh. So, yes, if me and you, like, you, I want to go and pop bottles in a club, well, I want to go and become a civil engineer. Mm. And there should be no issue, issue mm. and no reason why we don't have any kind of mutuality about who we are. Mm. Yeah. In any case, at the end of the day, because so that's, that's, that's an issue as well, is that when you start talking about stuff like, Education of that is like, oh, well, I'm a black, but I'm from Rhodes, so yeah. that's not really, no, we can't that's really not for me. Things. That's that's something that needs to come, we need to take away from, is like, is it, like I said about suggestion, because we have ideas about how black people are supposed to speak mm, and, yeah. how, and how you're supposed to have your hair and what kind of music you're supposed to like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and which is crazy that, you know, we, you like see Lil Wayne and the idea that he's doing a rock album is supposed to be out there. Uh, we invented black rock and roll. Yeah. So what so you're doing is not crazy. I mean, the way it's been made is that it's so so, so separate. From, so the, the fact that you see if you see a black person playing a musical instrument, that's seen as being alternative. Yeah, mm. like the piano because piano is yeah. attributed but, but, to exactly. Yeah, you know, but all but, but yeah, but up until now, as far as I know, it, 
There's only two people I know who can play a piano with their eyes closed and they are not white. Exactly. Mm. So. Exactly. It's true, you know, everything's kind of like being taken, taken and sort of yeah. whitewashed. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and so. To the point where we even believe the lie. We, yeah. yeah, we believe Until it. Until you sit down and talk about it and then you, yeah, yeah. you can see the lie. But this is, how do you kind of, I mean, I know you're saying like social media is, you know, a good way of kind of empowering people, but it, it's so, it's so deep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Everywhere yeah. you deep. look, how do you, the average Joe that comes from, I don't know, uh, the estate, I don't know, estate, like South Kim estate or whatever it is, yeah. they ain't really got much going on. Mum struggled all her life. Dad ain't about, see his friends on the road. They're just out there, you know, doing what they're doing, like shot in drugs. How do you kind of get those people thinking like this? This is the issue, isn't it? It's like people that have opportunities, it's easier for us to kind of yeah, see exactly, yeah. and mm. to be able to say, you know, this is what we need to do as people. We need to do this and we can see it. But those people that don't have that or those positive, you know, yeah, yeah. role models or just even people to look up to, yeah, how yeah. do they think like that? How do they get to well, that point of thinking like that? The thing about is, like I said, it comes down to visibility mm. and it comes down to engagement whereby people need to one do One part of aspiration, if you're a black person and you start realising some level of prosperity is that oh, I'm coming at the ends then. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but at the same time, it's like what about enga- the engagement. Is engagement? It's just engagement in in terms of the fact that like them seeing it being done can be just leading by example can be the greatest example. Yeah. But but yeah. having the time to come and speak to them and and for me it's like I guess it's it's like <clears throat> yeah it's it's not falling into that trap of of when you go from being being part of the proletariat to being bourgeoisie. It's not falling into that trap of 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 paternalism and being like ah oh, i'm i'm not like that anymore i'm not from that kind of place right. that's who you are no and, that's where you're and, from and, and, and that's the thing is that you have to kind of yeah basically can maintain that connection this is the thing is that uh you know um someone like 50 cent i feel has maintained that yeah mm. you know he's he's truth to where he's from yeah but, but, he, but even he learned he, even his journey is interesting because once he started transcending hip-hop mm. and those archetypes and wanted to get into films because mm. he realised that there was a bigger profit margin, mm. he went called, then he started calling himself Curtis Jackson. Because yeah. yeah. he knows when he goes into them boardrooms, they ain't trying to hear no 50 cents. You're, 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 you're not sitting at a, board, at a boardroom at a table when you're with, 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 a, with, a, with a nickname. Mm. They're not having it. No, Same yeah. way Pharrell, when he started making his foray into becoming like you know a household name, yeah. tattoos come off. Yeah, quick time. You know all what I mean? of them as because well. they're not trying to, they're not, they're not trying to hear you. Bar a few. Bar I mean, before few. before he was all tatted up and it was he like was the trucker. Yeah, he was, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Was, when oh, when yeah. you start transcending, you need to move into them circles. Mm. Tattoos are coming off when you need to give an account for yourself, yeah. which is interesting because then when you look at someone who is a massively aspirational figure in working class white culture like David Beckham, mm. they're covered. covered in tattoos. It's but a- how many times have you heard David Beckham say a paragraph? Well, this is it. But uh, no, but I'm, I'm saying no. But what I'm saying is that more is, is, is he is subject to the same controls. Being part of the working class, you will be given this privileged position of being this archetype or mm. aspirational archetype but for work class. Right. You shut your mouth. Yeah, keep quiet. Because this is what I'm saying to you. Yeah, it's like it's like all it would take would be for like one direction to say, "Women, are you listening to me? If a man does not value your self worth, leave him alone." Mm. How, How many, many girls? the ear of the the ears that these men have? All it would take for them to be like. For me to love a woman, she would know not to give news to someone that doesn't respect her. Same yeah. way, yeah. all it would take would be easy, for it? Kim Kardashian to take a picture on her Instagram with a book in her hand. Yeah. You're right. all gonna know what book it is. Yes. It's gonna sell off. Right. Yeah. yeah but right. so, so when so when we so when we so when we focus on the singularity of this person, this person, believe the that there is a though, behind them. Yeah. There is a concerned effort and an orbital economy or an orbital uh, team to manage that brand. 
which mm. make sure they make certain moves yep. which aren't going to affect the establishment. It's true. Absolutely, that goes without saying. And, and, that's, and that's all that is. is there's a, so the same way when, when black footballers are like, oh, people dash my nose, oh, well, you know, I was going to let the football do the talking and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, blah. Yeah, Not me, but I'm, I'm, no, I'm booting in your fucking face. But this is, what, this is why. See, people that speak out like you, yeah. they, would, they would block you all the way in those kind yeah. of professions because... Yeah. Your reliability. In yeah, their well, eyes. Like, like I said, this is what I'm saying. The new frontier of net neutrality, where you can subvert you mainstream media, that you can oh, have your blog or say what you need to say, yeah. and, yeah. and you can engage your people and meet them directly. So when you say what the, the solution is, now you can engage that man directly, or rather than me lament or try and be separate or be like, ah, oh, someone's doing. Oh. So like, even though I see someone like the roadman or Instagram comedians, it's like, yeah, cool, because you may talk to people in a way or, or articulate yourself in a way that necessarily works for me. Mm. But so it's, it's collaboration. That's the di- so, so I say. I would say it's wealth and education are the keys in order for us to observe most prosperities. Having been able to uh, uh, share sharing resources and ideas, yeah, and then replicating that on a holographic principle, and that's how it spreads. Because you notice, like, whenever you see in America, like about like bloods and crips and gangbangers, it's like everyone's vehemently opposed. As soon as the opportunity comes to make peas, then you've got bloods and crips on the same label. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because now you have prospects, so no one has. Yeah. So people. So then postcode no, postcode don't really matter when I'm getting bread. But this is what I'm saying. So it's. It, it, it's so deep. You know what? Even when I sit and think about like the Crips and the Bloods and I just think that whole thing there, half of them don't even know what they're fighting for anymore. They don't. It's just like a lifestyle. This is what you're born into and that is the deepest yeah. thing ever. You're just conditioned from the get-go from to the get-go. how you're going to live but and that's, that's how, really, but, really but, but worrying. It, but it's worrying but, it's, but that's just that's the human that's just a pattern of human behavior that yeah. children do not you don't, you don't teach children they just learn. They learn. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. when you see Roadman it's not because uh, in most cases I'm aspiring to or I want to be a part of this Roadman thing. If, if people in your house are cutting up, cutting up, uh, cutting up rocks, bruv, and selling it, then that's you're doing you're it. Gonna you know what I mean? You're going to do it because that's what you've seen. It's not a question of they derive that machismo from it or self-esteem from it. It's just this is how I've been shown how you make money. If you're mm. if you come from a long line of like people that are bankers and stuff, you're going to go into banking. You're going to aspire yeah. to that. You know. Well, so sure. I went. I did a show last week at at, Cam- at Pembroke Pembroke College, at Cambridge University. Mm-hmm. Different world. I can imagine. The people you're meeting there, these are the people that are potentially going to be controlling the world in, yeah. a, in the next oh, 10 wow. to 20 years. Yeah. I met a it. guy there. I was like, what do you do? He's a head butler. They got butlers there. It's, it's a different world. Different Trust life. me. And a couple of the people that saw me there, they weren't happy with it. Really? <laughs> man, a couple of men got up and, and the cover buns got up and they just left because they don't have no savage talk to them. Really? But, but it's good. I'm there. That's what oh, I'm well, there I'm for. I'm here for you. Yeah, exactly. wow. I'm going to you take better. a big dude in that toilet too. It's a big duty, bro. Leave it floating and all. Yeah, all them ones there, fam. Get that DNA so early and throw it right at the campus, bruv. Right there in the fellow in the fellowship <laughs> ring. Oh, no, I would definitely wow. get killed for saying that. Yeah, but, um, no, you can't say that, Dane. No, well, but whatever, man. It's, I hear you. But it, mm. Isn't that, that must be like a really kind of cool feeling for you, knowing that you can just be, you're, you're getting all these opportunities presented yeah. to you to even like be in that space, not saying that you should feel privileged because no, at the end of the yeah, day, yeah. you are a yeah. human and yeah, yeah. same way they can be in that exactly. space, so can you. But as we know, like traditionally, yeah. there's not many black people that go through those do- or yeah, yeah. are in that or have can command I mean, there was two, when I did the show of a room of about over 200 people, there's about two girls in the yeah, audience. This is what I'm saying. But for me, it's like, do you know what? I, I, for you two, it's for you. This is for this you. This is for you. So, so would you say like your comedy is, is it's for black people or would you say it's for anyone that just wants to kind of when you do it in your head yeah, yeah. For, for, are you doing it for that black person in the room yeah, or are well, you doing it for everyone well i say i say at first i always do it for me and I, and I say do it for me because i'm saying stuff that i genuinely believe and i feel because mm-hmm. it's that should be my motivation to yeah. create yeah, this stuff yeah. but um it is on one on one level but then at the same time we are more than black people yeah. because so by that token it's like you know we are 
as fine as black people, but there's more to us than the melanation of our skin. So in the same way that I might make observations as a black man because that's my initial experience on the surface, that's why how I perceive things. But then as we peel back the layers, then it's about if I'm looking at a level as a man or whether it was someone the spiritualist. So yeah, so it's the same yeah. thing that, you know, some stuff might on the surface appear to be for black people, but if someone's paying attention, then it's very easy then for them to project and they can they can identify with, mm. the, with, if I am talking about discrimination, for example, a lot of people from different walks of the earth can, understand discrimination yeah. even genders so, you know yeah, yeah. exactly as well. so they can the so it can be applied across the board yeah so mm. I, I i i basically i make it because it's a stream of consciousness i make it for consciousness right so it, for people to for Think it to go it. past here and past here and, and just and just in here digest. so that's yeah. so so i say I, so it comes from my consciousness for to go to your consciousness because that's because that because really that's the thing that's going to outlive everything else yeah true so yeah. so who would you say kind of inspires you then as as a comedian? Um, Who's your inspiration? I say before I started doing comedy, it'd be like you know other comedians, usual suspects. Like I'd say Chris Rock was probably a massive influence in terms of his stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Chappelle in terms of his show. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Carlin uh, because of his kind of politics or his mm-hmm. rhetoric in his shows. Lenny Bruce was just starting off the whole thing, and even even the, being like, the first person to even talk about racism on stage. Um, but then when I was growing up, like I used to like people like Victoria Wood and stuff. I mean, oh, yeah, I, I like French and Sword and stuff as well. Cause yeah, I thought it was yeah. quite funny. And again, sending up of like you know the whole bourgeoisie and the middle class, but doing it in a very good way. Mm. But then I used to even like watching a Love Thy Neighbor and Alf Garnet, <laughs> because <laughs> the reason I liked it is because you know he'd be be given this honest like you know racial stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah, but in was, the show, yeah. he was the, he was the, he was a foil. Mm. Everybody else was a straight man, Every, so yeah. he was an idiot, and He's, so. I his, like watching it. His dialogues were amazing. Yeah, they, they were. Yeah. Go on for he like, be, but he rambled and be stupid. But he yeah, became but he became the foil, and it shows you that you can have that debate, yeah. and it can still be funny. Um, but I say that now I do comedy. Like I suppose I my most my prime influence is from other comedians and everyone I work with because when you obviously when you first start doing stuff and you enter a scene, mm. then talking to your average layperson, they don't understand what you're doing or mm. what your objective is. Whereas these people can understand why I'm like going to like the Midlands for like twenty pound on a Wednesday. <laughs> So obviously you're inspired by them, and everyone has a different approach now to realize their voice. I, but I did do that. I I would do no, stuff like that. Way like, you I, said it. Remember, I remember like, like having to argue with my mum. I was just talking to my friend on Sunday about going in adult office, like being being on the mm. dole, and like crazy. Like I don't know if you ever been on the dole or been to an unemployment know, office, have, yeah? yeah. But trust me, it's like it's good in the sense that it's like if you was a closet gay and you went to like a gay club with other closet gays mm. the humility you see for people you grew up with is amazing it's like what are you doing here what are you doing here mm. I won't tell if you won't tell alright All right. yeah so that's how it worked and then but it's just like seeing I feel like it was a good experience to have because one of the things I won't do on stage now means that I don't have to make any sweeping generalisations about people that are on benefits because mm. I've seen it Yeah, no one is skin and teeth in there no they no, no one's smiling in there like once you go off that first floor and you go to that next floor, mm. no one's smiling in there. Mm. But then what people don't ask themselves is that the people on the other side of the table, they're only two months off being in the same position. Wow. So when we have this whole stigma about, because people jump, jump jump on track, on train, on the way to work with a job all the time. Yeah. I didn't see nobody jump off a job centre before. So if you're working, <laughs> no, because if you're working and the idea is that you're now, you're, so you're a functional member of society, you're supposed to be respected, then what's, why are people jumping on track on their way to work? And then, but then what? What's historically? What's the benefit? You go to work because you're supposed to get some sense of like rewarding of earning your living. Then it's like, what taxman has to come take my money, and then I, and if I'm sick, I can't even the all these years I spent and my family have spent being part yeah. of this workforce for years and years, and you paying into a health service for that now to be privatized. Mm. Now at the end of my working life, when I was a, I was an upright, God fearing, 
law-abiding citizen, I don't have a pension no more because yeah. because of some bankers, bruv, who yeah. never no, who never had to work a day in their life. It, it doesn't really in- inspire you no. to want to kind of be in the. And we all know system, this, and we yeah. all know this subconsciously or esoterically. Every human being knows that is not what we're here to do. Yeah. We have a consciousness for a reason. You have a circadian clock. You're not supposed to be coming home and leaving your house at nighttime because we are a diurnal species. That means yeah. we exist in daylight. daylight. We're supposed to be out when the sun is out. Yeah. That's what we do. So if you're spending a whole time in the dark, yeah. what effect does what that have on your mind? Your and if we're supposed to be a world, a secular society of science, mm. then we know that if people have an absence of sunlight, it's going to cause severe depression. Cool, yeah. Yeah. Unless and somebody knew, as well. unless somebody knew there was an interest in selling people antidepressants, they would allow well, it to continue. There, there is that. And that leads us on to the whole pharmaceutical industry, which is another podcast. Yeah, it's all <laughs> another podcast. But what I'm trying to say is that, as I said, I do this research and I, I talk mm. about these things because they all are instruments in, you know, manipulating the human condition they mm. all connect it's all linked yeah it's all linked so it's like there's, that's why there's no subject that's like really too surreal and stuff because really if you could scratch below the surface it's all linked and if people and I can talk about the more surreal about stuff I talk about and the more we understand it and more even the most fleeting thoughts are kind of pondered and we think about ourselves and who we are and the more we understand ourselves and you know the more happier you become about who yourself or you're more aware you become of what's happening mm. and yeah, the, the more you know and like knowledge is power the more you can affect the change man because you know, I second that knowledge is definitely power. It is, man, but it's just it's just people that have to be get back on the thing of the difference between information and knowledge. Because yes. we're spoiled for information, but, but we don't really know that there's not a lot of knowledge. Yeah. Dang, you know, we have to wrap up. I'm getting the eyeball from the corner. It's but all good. Um, you know, there's so much I mean we can I'm gonna plug, let me plug and plug some stuff. Oh, yes. the, yeah, of course. I, I, plug. We want you to plug, but um, professional. We didn't, we didn't even get his opinion on like Serena or oh, yeah, we didn't Kodak get Black. We had so much of us. These Let's two. just do it quick fire rounds. Okay, so quick fire round. Your thoughts on Kodak Black and his random off-key stupid yeah. statements. What, what, what's the statement? So he said that he, he doesn't, doesn't have a like... problem with African-American black women, but as long as they're not darker than him, essentially. Yeah, as long as they're not darker than me. Not case. That, it's just his self-hatred. He's projecting. He probably needs a therapist or a good Is friend. it self-hatred? Yeah. Would we say, no, but can I just say, I'm just going to sit on the fence here. Mm. If someone said, like, if I said, I only like guys that are darker than me, or I only like guys that are lighter than me, does that mean I have self-hatred? Yeah. Why? Because you're talking about yourself, essentially, is reflective of yourself. Because yeah. if you, if especially if you're, if you are going to talk about something that is, no, but as a preference. If I said my preference was not because I could have the most, I could be the most hotep, yeah, on the planet. But my preference, what I like to look at, is a darker skinned man or a lighter skinned man. How does that reflect on me? Well, it reflects on everybody. Respective, if you're going to base a relationship on someone's complexion, it's going to be a very oh, short no, lived no, one. No, I agree with that. So, but what I'm saying is, initially, because obviously we're a trap. I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, Jazz, yeah, like, yeah. fucking stupid. No, 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 I'm, no, no. I'm, obviously, I'm not saying this is how I think, but looking at it from his perspective, all right, he's a, let's be honest, he's a twat. Yeah, how can you come out and say nuts. things out on the platform you are, who you are? You know, you need to be more mindful of what you're saying. But when you actually break it down, there are we all have preferences. We all have preferences, yeah, we, we have preferences of what we like. Yeah, initially we have preferences, but I'd say anybody yes. that's seeking a profound relationship or connection with somebody, you're going to have to look past that. the surface. Of yeah. course, absolutely, because so, yeah. you know, when you get on, that disappears anyway. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, so is it then really wrong for someone to specify a preference? I mean, if they, they, say, they're just looking for semantics, it's not wrong, but I would say it's not really applicable in terms of if you're talking about romance and talking about and talking but about. But is he talking about romance? He probably isn't. But in which case, but in which case, then it's fine because you know, 
I'd say if you're looking at Kodak Black in that particular unique case, there's a reason why he has to adorn himself with like labels and gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, mean, he, he's you know what I mean, so you're buying, you're, so you're buying into the whole idea of carnality in a very superficial mm, uh, yeah. lifestyle. And we know long term, one minute the same, the same man that make these statements and super statements about like these superficial things of complexion or a girl or a bad bitches, mm. they're the same ones barling that they can't find a real woman. No, for real. Yeah. And I so so I would say I'd say that you know. He's building the rock for his own back. And rather than me just dismissing him as a twat, I know where he's come from and, that, and where that mentality comes from. And again, like I said, it's the reason why you juxtapose the Colin Kaepernick's, who is a light-skinned man mm. and, you know, and, probably, and had, but had a white upbringing so had access to a superior level of education mm-hmm. compared to someone like Kodak Black. You see how that manifested the narrative that yeah. both of them have. Yeah. I, I, do, I, do, I do sometimes wonder, though, like when I think we're sometimes as black people we're kind of oversensitive to something that might not necessarily be that deep because of everything else that no comes so, no i don't no, think sensitive because no, obviously no 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 not oversensitive i mean in terms of like taking something too literal like again i'm not defending him i'm just saying like if someone was to express a preference you know people have an issue with that and normally you know it's like it's like a, a guy because you know normally like video vixens they're a certain look whatever so if a rapper or someone in that industry were to express their preference as a fairer skinned girl with whatever i mean all right you don't need to get into details about like features whatever but if you just said that you know i'm i'm I'm, i find myself more attracted to you know girls that are dark skinned or girls that are lighter skinned that's an attraction I would say to you, probably I'm going to have time to delve into it. Most most people's uh, ideas regarding uh, the uh, concept of beauty is again a a, a suggestion. A reflection of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Not just a reflection, well, partly themselves, Mm -hmm. but also myself personally. And even I've been subject to expressing preference, Mm -hmm. but again, inside I know that beauty is a lie. Yeah. No, I agree. By the way, just just to let everybody know know that. I know you're playing devil's advocate, but what I'm saying, for example, is that, like, for example, if you're looking at hip hop, for example, and the uh, superficial side of hip hop. There was a time where if you stepped onto a, a onto a, a, a hip hop rap video set with a weave, you're getting egged and tomatoed. Yeah, Whereas now, that's it's okay. It's okay. So yeah. So so where beauty is concerned, in all cases, it's about suggestions. So which is why it goes back to the fact that if we're going to counter that narrative, it just means we just have to suggest positive images yes, of what's considered right. negative. I agree. I agree. Okay. So Serena, have we got time for the Serena Williams things? Or? Uh, uh, I think. Uh, okay. No. But just really quickly, what's your what's your opinion on Serena Williams? And which one? Serena Williams, um, the picture of her on the cover of Vanity Fair, pregnant. Yeah, man, why not? Cool. All right, we've got to, we've got to wrap it up before. Uh, add to that very quickly. Uh, we've had years of carvings of uh, of fertility goddesses for years. So what's the problem? In African culture, they had like little cutters out and things like that. So yeah, that's think... another podcast. I can't really. Look, I'd rather see her before she has like a baby that. than during. So yes, and yeah. before we go, before you go, plug, 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 plug. plug. Please watch Sunny D. Uh, find it online. Yes, uh, let's talk about Sunny also, D. Yeah. So oh, well, find it online. Uh, oh. Follow me on Twitter at Dane Bap Tweets uh, and uh, find my website for any live gigs. Um, yeah, and keep supporting and keep supporting this podcast. Thank you very much for having me. And yeah, guys, yeah, follow at me whenever I'm about. I'm about. You know, we're gonna have to get you back because yeah, yeah. This this is a lot more. There was so much, so much, so much, so much. Love to get your opinions on like, like, um, yeah, things that's happening. Yeah, man, you know what you should do as well. Just tweet me things, man. Just tweet me questions, and I'll I'll respond to you. Okay, where can can I find you? We can incorporate. Okay, so yeah, don't forget. Make sure you do check out Sunny D. I really wanted to speak to you about that, but obviously we didn't have time to go and watch it. Sunny D. Dane back tweets. You can find me on Instagram and and Twitter. Cheryl's World. S H E W R Y L S world uh tintedblue.com and of course here on um uh, tea and biscuits that's tea hub and biscuits uh on soundcloud and you can yeah. find me on um 
Mad News blog, Twitter Mad News blog, Instagram Mad News blog, and dub, oh, madnewsuk.com. Yes. We out. Bye. Bye.